If you're a business owner, you don't need us to tell you running a business is tough. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Join the over 21,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash c-suite netsuite.com slash c-suite if you're a business owner you don't need us to tell you running a business is tough don't let quickbooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore now is the time to upgrade to netsuite by oracle the world's number one cloud business system netsuite gives you the visibility and control over your financials hr inventory e-commerce and more join the over 21,000 companies using netsuite right now schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash c-suite netsuite.com slash c-suite. Welcome back to the Superhero Homies Podcast. My name is Quentin. As always, I am here with the homie Kevin. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is going on with all of you? And we have a special guest this evening. You may have heard of this man. You may have heard him on the podcast once or twice before in the past. He is the the brilliant, uh, the the highly capable and favored. Oh yes. Caleb has returned to the Superhero Homies podcast. Surprise guest. That was definitely somebody else's uh, intro that he just gave me right there. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm definitely glad to be here. Uh, it is it is a surprise. Surprise guest. Yeah. You surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it was unannounced. Fuck yeah. 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 Here uh, it is. But you know, the, the trio, us three, we just came back from the theater. We just finished watching Birds of Prey. Chirp, chirp. Yes, and before we go too much further, we gotta go ahead and give the disclaimer. As please, always, please. The, the first portion of this podcast will be spoiler-free, so there will not be any kind of major spoilers in this first section. However, if you want those spoilers, just stick around to the second portion where everything will be spoiler-filled. Ah, uh, yes. Thank you, Quentin, always, for the reading of the rules. They must be read. They must be read. Yes. It is sacred. Do so not yeah. cite the text to me. <laughs> I was there when it was written. I was there when it was written. Hey, I wasn't citing the text. I was thinking <laughs> yeah. the text. <laughs> if you guys ever do a, a Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe episode for, uh, or a Narnia in general mm-hmm. episode for the Patreon, hit me yeah. up. Uh, we, we, uh, if we ever did that, we might need you because I, 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 was I, about to say, I know movies. nothing about it. Yeah, I just know that one line is pretty badass, so I like it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Plus Liam Neeson. So that's that's about that's my uh, extended knowledge. But when I was in school, I, I actually got straight A's for an entire semester so that my mom would buy me Voyage of the Dawn Treader. I'm assuming that has something to do with Chronicles of Narnia. It's the one right after that. Uh, or actually, no. So, so. it's the uh, Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe, Prince Caspian's after that. And then Voyage of the Dawn Treader is where Prince Caspian puts together this fleet and they sail to the edge of the world. I remember that. We one. are going way yep. off on a tangent very <laughs> early. I was, I was about to say, like, we, this ADD energy right now. Well, so I, mean, I didn't we, know that existed. So we said this first por- por- portion is spoiler free. So I mean, what did you yeah, guys expect? Mild spoilers for the <laughs> for the Narnia saga, though. There's one, but, but not for Birds of Prey. <laughs> there's that one fan out there who's just like, "Damn it! Ah, they ruined it for me." Because uh, you know that series is how many years old now? Uh, oh, I think it's considerably older than any of us. Mm. Well, there you have it. There you have it. But, but yeah, Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. Uh, we have just finished watching this movie. Gents, what are our, our super vague thoughts on the movie? Did we like it? Did we love it? Did we hate it? Where, where are we with this one? So it's 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 pretty close to what we were talking about, actually, on the podcast. 
if you guys listened, remember we did a preview episode for this one, guys, and we're kind of going back into that strut, if you will. Um, I know for myself, at least, excuse me, let me let me only vote for the one I have authority over. Um, it, it was it was pretty much what I had expected. It was a mixed bag for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are certain things I definitely need and want to compliment, uh, compliment not complicate. Oof. <laughs> that was about to be the uh, the wrong thing. But there are, however, a few severe things that we got to talk about. How about you, Caleb? This is a momentous occasion, gentlemen. Okay. Because every single time I've been on here, I think this is my sixth appearance. I think so. It has been something that I absolutely love and gush over. Okay. And I fucking hated this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Damn, man. I was trying to hold the bar, but... So, so you said you were going to be the optimistic one. I know. I take back everything I said in the car. <laughs> Fuck, all man. the way to the theater. I was the optimistic one. Um, Damn. No, I'm not saying that it's without merit uh, because it definitely is, and we'll get into that. Uh, mm. You know, it definitely has some merits and some some strong parts, and we'll get into that. But uh, okay. overall, yeah, um, uh, it was one of the weaker DC films for me, and that is a, a tall order in my opinion. So, mm. I mean, I don't disagree with you. Is the sad thing because we even joked about it in the middle of the movie, you know? Right. Yeah. It. Um, the bird fell. Yeah, there was a couple of, of scenes where it was like you busted out laughing, but not for the reason you bust mm-hmm. out laughing in a good way. <laughs> it was like a did that really just happen? Did that type just come deal? across the screen? Right. W- yeah. What were your thoughts, Q? Uh, I think in a while, twenty minutes, I'm the most optimistic one on this movie. I I I, I liked it. Are you joking? No. Oh, okay. No. Cool. I, I didn't yeah. know. So okay. no, no, I, wow. I, no. I, I liked that. I, th- I thought it was. A, I thought it was a decent flick. Um, yeah. He, he looks serious, <laughs> ladies and yeah. gentlemen. He's not I was joking. about to say he kind of does. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Caleb, I, I this is was, gonna be uh, a first for a few reasons. Yeah. 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 Fuck. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I, I'm gonna be the negative voice on the podcast. Oh, right. I was about to say I'm, I'm probably gonna be a negative voice. You know, <laughs> parring right there with you. Yeah. Um. Uh, that's fine. Fuck. But the, to be yeah. fair, the positives that I do have, I think, are extensive positives. Mm-hmm. There, it's not like, oh, this was okay. I there were aspects of the movie that yeah. I really did enjoy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, same here. Uh, but with that being said, we can go ahead and kind of get into uh, the uh, the loose breakdown of this one. Uh, where you guys want to start? With the characters. Let's all yeah, man, for sure. Let's let's start with uh, let's let's just start with um, the big protagonist herself. Mm-hmm. So obviously, Margot Warby, uh, she reprises her role as Har- uh, Harley Quinn for this movie, and I personally, I, I've always enjoyed her as Harley, uh, even in Suicide Squad. I thought that she, I thought that she was really good. Um, I thought that she, even in this one, also does a pretty good job of encapsulating what makes Harley Harley uh, crazy, unpredictable, and I love the fact also that they didn't lean entirely into her being this this uh just kind of chaotic force of good mm. she instead just wanted to be in a chaotic force which i think is most most appropriate right. yeah uh, how'd you guys feel about uh about her in this one i mean i think that she um she's definitely interesting i i think i enjoyed her more in suicide squad than i did here mm. um mm. she definitely had some good moments in this but a lot of them also kind of fell flat to me as well um i did i on what you said, I did like her kind of more chaotic nature, whereas in Suicide Squad, she was, you know, kind of more predictable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but she definitely was a little more chaotic in this, and I, and I liked that. 
Um, something about her accent in this one just dug at me. I don't know if it's because <laughs> I'm super annoyed by like Boston accents. I know she's supposed to have a Brooklyn accent. Mm-hmm. Um, correct me if I'm wrong on that. She's supposed to have like a Brooklyn type accent, right? Yeah, the whole, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Excuse me, Mr. Jane. You right, know, but it, it sounded more like Boston more bo- accent to yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'd have to hear them both side yeah. by side, honestly. I, I've, I've never <laughs> yeah. paid enough attention. And yeah. that is just the worst accent on the planet for me. If, if, if there's anybody in Boston that listens to this podcast, <laughs> I'm just a guest here. My opinions <laughs> are, are not reflective of the entire podcast, but oh. I think, Thank you. I think Thank that you. the Boston accent is awful. So when, when it came to Harley in this movie, um, I, I'm not going to vote whether I like Suicide Squad's appearance mm-hmm. or disappearance more because I don't recall enough of Suicide Squad's appearance. Um, I do mm-hmm. know that the rendition of Harley that they kind of go with for both movies, however, never really struck home for me. I, I didn't really enjoy that vibe. And that mm-hmm. is, at that point, more of a personal opinion than a, a critique on the movie. Um, that being said, no, she held true to the character, and that's something I got to compliment. There were a few moments that really made me cringe for lack of better mm. words that that really got under my skin and kind of made me you know shift my chair a little bit like okay stop this is this is weird can i ask you guys an honest question absolutely not good i'm gonna lie my <laughs> ass off because that's that's my job there are a few moments whenever uh we see well excuse me that might be more an appropriate question for the second half so never mind but they did something different with her in this movie it was a hard shift and I'm not sure I appreciated it. And then mm-hmm. obviously, homies, we're going to hold to our promise because I was not just about to forget and break it. Uh, we'll talk about that in the second half. But mm-hmm. overall, uh, you guys put it very well, you D&D nerds out there, because she was very just pure chaotic, you know, which was dope. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and also with that, uh, I'm going to go ahead and I guess kind of shoehorn this in. Uh, for those of you who maybe have been paying attention to this movie in the past few months or whatnot, you know that there were reshoots done, and those reshoots included mm-hmm. one Chad Stahelski, who of course is most famous for directing uh, the John Wick trilogy, mm-hmm. uh, former stuntman himself. Uh, he came in as the uh, stunt coordinator for this movie, and uh, his presence is strongly felt in a good way, at least for me. Oh yeah, and dude, that, uh, that's probably my biggest green flag because his choreography in this movie, dude. That yeah. was cool. There was mm-hmm. a lot of good stuff. Absolutely, you can you can definitely feel where his fingerprints were inserted in this movie, uh, and that for me was was a really big ups because I really enjoyed that guy's work. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I mention that now is because a lot of that does go to Harley. Which, by the way, I guess another uh, th- uh, thumb note really quick. This is a Harley Quinn movie. If there were any doubts in your mind. And maybe you guys were holding back any kind of speculation or whatnot. This this movie is very much indeed a a Harley Quinn movie that only features Birds of Prey. Right. Mm-hmm. It it definitely is, and it, and that's not right. necessarily a bad thing. They should have reversed either. the names. Right. They yeah. really yeah. should yeah. have. Yeah. yeah. Um. It, it's Quinn. a very long title. It yeah. may hold the record <laughs> yes. for the longest movie title of the year for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've only called it Birds of Prey. I, I'm not going to remember the whole fuck ton title. But right. Yeah. It's, it's the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. That's too many syllables. <laughs> Apologize. Now, on both of those points, though, I I do think, I mean, and you guys talk about this a lot about staying true to the integrity of the character. Mm-hmm. Hey. They did that, um, of course. I, I I don't think that they did anything really in the movie that harmed the integrity of Harley Quinn's character yeah. or, or was out of the nature of the character. I agree. Um, also, the stunt coordination in this film was amazing. The fight choreography was amazing. Yeah. For me, I put the the bottom line, and this is not a 
an insult to the Arrowverse, right? But mm-hmm. to me, if your choreography is not better than the Arrowverse, you don't need to be in a movie. <laughs> um, you know, and and it, you know, I'm more so talking about like once the Arrowverse was like six shows, not like back when Arrow was like was season Arrow. two, yeah, and it yeah. was you know mm-hmm. they were focused on that 100. percent Not mm-hmm. to get off on that tangent either, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think your fight choreography has to be at a certain standard today because there's so many superhero movies out there. And I I think that this one nailed it. I mean, it stuck out every time that, you know, that it came up. Yeah. And and that's something for me that uh, obviously goes a long way, I think, with all of us. Uh, And it's not just having good fight choreography because, like you said, any movie can kind of have good fight choreography. It's the fact that they... They leaned into, well, okay, what does Harley do? Well, she's more of a gymnast-type character who likes to swing a big fucking stick. I was about uh, to say, I'm not sure who her stunt double was, Margot Robbie's, mm-hmm. for doing those actions and everything. Or how much CG was involved in a lot of that scene. But yeah. it looked great. And you're right, dude. It was very, let me let me do a fucking cartwheel so I can kick <laughs> yeah. this guy in the back of the head with a heel. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's very much appreciated because I... I need to see that from Harley Quinn in a Harley Quinn movie. Uh, if you're not kicking ass, being crazy, doing a lot of questionable bullshit, I am really going to question the integrity of, of this Harley Quinn. Mm. Uh, but no, I, I think that for the most part, uh, Margot, I, I, I do, I, I think she nailed it. There are kind of some uh, some red tape things behind the scenes that I want to talk about in the second half, mm. uh, which I think played a, a part and maybe a few of the detrimental parts of this movie. Uh, but I'm just going to put a pin in that for now. Um, so obviously Harley is the star of this show, but yeah, we have other characters as well. Um, Renee Montoya, anybody? Played by Rosie Perez. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, she was in the <laughs> she movie. Was there. She was there. Yep. Um, it, it was like, um, to me, it, it was like watching someone try to reenact um, Lethal Weapon um, while reading from index cards, Damn. <laughs> I thought she was atrocious, complete train wreck. No, no redeeming qualities for me. Q, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie, brother. Mm-hmm. I uh, I did not enjoy her performance either. I, I mean, no, I got nothing. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the actress. Yeah. No, no, no. It's just like I I know I my job is not to completely dog on the movie because I, I don't want to for one, and it's not so horrible of an experience mm-hmm. that needs that but i don't know man there's just that's just there wasn't really anything outstanding going on you know it's like slow clap you know good job you you made a movie mm. you know at least when it comes to uh the, this yeah. character yeah uh i mean don't get me wrong nothing that she did for me like stood out right in comparison to who she was around but I didn't think that she was necessarily bad. I no, thought that no, no. she was uh, I thought that she was an interesting choice for Renee Montoya, uh, seeing that I mean this is no disrespect to Rose Perez, this is the oldest incarnation of the character I've ever seen. Right. Like, that's that's um, neither really here nor there. No, I, I don't mm. think she did a bad job. Mm. She was just very neutral for me. Like I, yeah. I didn't really feel much. I didn't feel this or that. I was just the whole time, just flatline almost. Yeah, same yeah. here. I thought her dialogue made 
um, the Star Wars prequels seem oh, like Shakespeare. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> man. Um, like George Lucas was sitting at home, like, "Oh my god, this dialogue is atrocious." <laughs> yeah, it was it was rough. And and I mean, and, how long are you gonna talk like an eighties cop? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. and they they did at least laugh at it themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, they poked fun at it, but that that made it almost worse for me because it's like. Okay, so you realize that you yeah, wrote you this terrible dialogue. Yeah. Just because you told me you know the problem doesn't make me feel better about the problem. Right. Yeah. If you exactly. were oblivious to it, I would feel a little bit better mm-hmm. about it. Um, I mean, I'd it, probably still feel bad either way. <laughs> yeah. and, and this might be another tangent too, but did we really forego having Poison Ivy so that we could have this character in this movie? Yeah, so that you know that does kind of lead to uh, to what I was just kind of alluding to, and, and that is, of course, Margot Robbie is the exec- executive producer of this movie. And originally, it was going to be a Gotham City Sirens movie, which that comic run, for those of you who read it, is centered on Poison Ivy, Catwoman, and Harley Quinn. It's about those three teaming up. That would have been awesome. Would have been great. But Margot forgo she Margot forgo uh, she <laughs> she didn't want to do go that route because uh, she wanted to use maybe uh, less popular characters to get them on the screen. Why? I mean, so I think that I think that her <laughs> reasoning was for I think that, that her political reasoning was for. So that these characters can get the exposure that they need, but I personally feel like it was maybe to keep the spotlight on Harley, um, versus oh, fuck. because if you have cool. Poison Ivy and Catwoman in your movie, they're going to have the they they are going to share that that screen with you. I mean, and it, it, it's, it's if the that's same. True, then fuck, man. That's that's some backhanded well, stuff. Well, I mean, and, and the reason why I have my ten four hat on for that conspiracy theory is because. You have a burst, a burst of prey movie with no babs. There's no back spoiler. I guess spoiler. No, not really. No, there's, there's you no can look bab- this shit up. It's in the trailers and everything. There's yeah. no Batgirl in this movie whatsoever, yeah. uh, which is kind of um, a little bit of a slap in the face to Burst of Prey because I mean, she's an integral part of it. I mean, Hunter is in Canary. Yes, thank goodness they, they are here. Mm. Uh, Cassandra Kane. We're gonna talk about her in a little bit. Right, right. right. Uh, but. Not having Babs in it as well just kind of really made me think right. that... Because that's one of the things we talked about. Guys, if you listened to the preview podcast, which we did about this movie, we talked about the Birds of Prey team, and we talked about, wait, was Harley part of that team? And I cannot drive this home enough. Yeah, no. to my recollection, I no. never recall a moment of her being right? in Birds of Prey. And if you look at it, I mean, so... If the DC Universe is going to cast a Poison Ivy, mm-hmm. they need to nail it. They need to give that character a lot of room to breathe, a yes. lot of backstory, yes, a lot yes, of dialogue. Right. right. Same thing goes with a Barbara Gordon. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing goes with a, a Catwoman. There's not yeah. a There's not a DC Catwoman yet. No. no. So all three of those, you know, would have required a lot of screen time and things like that. So I, I think you're right. I mean, no one cares if uh, Renee Montoya or a Huntress or somebody right. takes a back seat. Uh, throughout the film, right. If you want to, if you want uh, a Black Canary story, there's tons of other places you can go mm-hmm. readily available to you that mm-hmm. other than this movie, right? Yeah, and uh, and, and you're not wrong. Although yeah. moving on to another character, perfect seg by the way, uh, Black Canary. Yes, you know, uh, I thought her actress actually did a pretty good job. Like she's actually one of the thumbs up for me in this movie. You know, yeah. um, Journey Smollett Bell. There you go, yes. Gazoo type. <laughs> yeah, she's sort of around our age, kind of grew yeah. up with us because she was in the Cosby Show back in the day in Full House and mm. okay, a wow. bunch of other things. So, and I alluded to her brother that. on the uh, preview podcast, uh, just because there's always a fun. It's always funny. Mm. Jesse Smollett, anyone? Never heard of that. Person. Never heard. Never heard. Okay, yeah. I've only yeah. heard of uh, <laughs> Juicy Smollett. Yeah. Uh, that's the only one I've heard of. 
French actor. Uh, the French actor, you know, he got in trouble recently. Yeah, that's a Dave Chappelle reference. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> go, go watch uh, Sticks and Stones if you haven't seen it. Right. Phenomenal stand-up. But no, um, you you do bring up a good point because I thought that she was, I thought she was pretty good. Yeah. Um, for, for me, with her, so out of uh, the actual Birds of Prey members, um, Hunter stood out to me the most, but I thought okay. that what Journey had, what I thought that it was okay. Um, I don't know, like she. They went a different route with her character, different uh, yeah. than I anticipated. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. It was more the fact that for me, she kind of remained a flatline character more so than some of the others. It felt okay. Yeah. She was believable to me. Is mm-hmm. was yeah. my thing. I don't feel like she took any actions that were just completely out of left field or completely unbelievable. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we'll have to get more into that in the second half. Yeah. Um, it, you brought up Huntress, though. or Did you want to add something? No, like no, no. I was, was going to say one thing that I can appreciate, um, and, and we've talked about this a time or two, and maybe you might be able to argue that this isn't the movie for it, but I appreciate, uh, and this is going to sound barbaric, I just know, <laughs> but I appreciate a little bit of my fictional storytelling still having some grounded aspects to it. And I appreciated her character because she did seem to have, maybe not an appearance, but mm-hmm. in who her character was a more grounded aspect to right. it. And I think that's what kind of like magnetized me to her. Mm. That and Journey just was also very hot. Yeah. I, I mean I her character com- was I must compliment the actress. She's definitely a, a <laughs> positive for Indeed. me. For mm-hmm. sure. Thank you for being in this movie oh. journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways. But yeah man, so Huntress, yeah. I okay, so huge weak point in the film for me. I thought she was Ragnarok. Um, <laughs> really? Um, I 100% thought Oof. she was Ragnarok. I thought Oof. that the c- integrity of the character was 100% compromised for laughs for the entire film. Dude, that's almost a, a new curse word for the podcast. It is. That's- you, you Ragnarok to the character? Like, <laughs> yes. <"What's> fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, you just straight Ragnarok then. Oh, I, th- this is interesting because I, I wholeheartedly disagree. Really? Wow. Yes, yes. Ooh, let, let me stoke the fire here. Why do you disagree? Uh, uh, for, don't get me wrong, all of the actual Bursa Prey members got kind of a shit hand as far as their actual screen time. They were, they were given they silver were. trophies. Yeah. Oh, maybe even bronze. Fuck. Yeah. But as far as Hunters went, um, I think it was Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Uh, oh, that's just what I was looking yeah. at. Yeah, it, it was, yes. Yeah. Um, I actually thought that, like, for those actual snippets of her background, that shit was fucking spot on. The background. And, and, and I, I didn't expect that. I think Caleb was talking though. about personality, though. Yeah, um, even with the personality, she was the most fucking violent member on the team. And well, that, that's her actions, though. He's talking yeah. about personality, where she was um, more of uh, what socially inept compared yes. to some of the others. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I didn't. I mean, I will invoke the sacred name of yes. Hush. <laughs> you cannot go and read Hush and mm-hmm. then tell me that that is the character that's in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Yeah, no, you, uh, you're absolutely right. I, I will also- back you up, though, Q, because her actions and her backstory... Her backstory was actually really cool. The backstory was The cool, backstory yeah. is another thumbs up from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to vote yes on yeah. that, so here's here's my political ballot. <laughs> over here, I'm, okay? with you, I'm with you guys yeah, yeah, on the yes, backstory. Yes. All right, cool. But who she was in the modern day, to me, no. did not reflect mm-hmm. that at all. Right. And she, I just thought she was played for laughs, and the laughs weren't good. I mean, they... At least when they in Ragnarok, I laughed at the the you jokes, are. 
And then later was like, eh, maybe they shouldn't have done that. But in this, I was just like, just sitting there, just like, really? They're going to do this to my girl, Huntress? I, 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 I like I the character that. of Huntress. I, I think she would have been Ragnarok had she been maybe bumbling or maybe if she... I mean, because the thing about... Um, yeah. I was. I mean, they, they. I can't say yeah. she was purely ragnarok Not fully, because to be Ragnarok, you have to be a different fucking person completely. They got her backstory correct, as we all just agreed, mm-hmm. you know. So in that case, uh, Ragnarok, maybe not. Maybe she got Ragnud, you know, <laughs> just partially. <laughs> there is another in-between movie that I, I, I just not coming to mind that I know fits perfectly. Oh, dear. Please hit him up. Here's the home run. I'm, I'm, I'm tossing the pitch. No, I can't. It's a slow one. I can't hit it. Come nope, on, nope, man. It's gone. Cow, you bastard. <laughs> I mean, but no, don't get me wrong. Like, was she like... The the fucking huntress, like you said, from Hush or from from any of her notable arcs, absolutely not. Mm. Uh, with the exception of Harley, though, I can't stand for any of these characters. Um, I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm I mean, gonna go back to my era. Another problem. Hmm? Doesn't I mean the movie was named after these? Never mind. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. yet. Not yet. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back to my Arrowverse baseline. <laughs> I feel like I mean, and, and, and I'm not mm-hmm. shitting on Arrowverse here. It is lowest common denominator of the current day of superhero storytelling. If their huntress is vastly superior to yours, which I think she is, and she's not that great, yeah. then you have a problem. And that, that's how I felt about Huntress in this. Mm. I just, I, like I said, loved the backstory. Yeah, the way the backstory played out was fine. She wasn't actually there. That this actress wasn't in it because mm. it's a flashback. So, so I, I will say this: what you just mentioned goes back to what you literally just said before, Caleb. You brought up your statement. Um, and that, that further brings home a point that I was going to talk about here. Uh, not in detail quite yet, but I'm just going to bring it up. Doesn't that kind of spell a problem, though, whenever the movie's named after the team, the Birds of Prey, and then stuff like that happens, you know? Right. Or, or stuff like what you just said, which is, well, all the characters were kind of treated that way, where all of them were put on the back burners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I, I Yeah, I didn't come for back burner mashed potatoes, lukewarm mm-hmm. shit. I, I wanted... Yeah. Anyways, yeah, no, for the details uh, to come. Yeah, and, and and that just goes to show that I mean it's a it's a further symptom of a bigger problem being that I mean superhero movies really love to focus on on one person. You know, they they love to find their their Roman Reigns or their John Cena and and really have them piggyback the product, oh, which God. which rarely ever works in anything. Right. Mostly right here too. I mean, I mean yeah. it, it is what it is. I mean, we saw, yeah, you know, right, right, right. I don't know if it's going to work in this one either. I mean, the parking lot was pretty empty tonight. At the it was. Premiere. Yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. That was so sad. I so, mean, yeah. I, I do want to take a, maybe a, just a slight detour real quick to, to talk about that too, because when I realized that this movie was R, it was maybe just a couple of weeks ago when it hit me that, oh, this is going to be a rated R film. Mm. And I while, didn't know yeah. until they said fuck oh, yeah. like 10 seconds into the movie <laughs> <laughs> and, and while that is I, I think that that overall is, is great for Harley Quinn herself um, but it is bad for sales it's always bad for sales especially if you consider that uh, at least from my percept, uh, perception I think a large part of Harley's audience is maybe young girls who feel like they don't fit in with the norm I mean, uh, and and unfortunately, like that fan base, that portion is gonna have a hard time getting in to see this movie. Yeah. I, I, however, mm-hmm. and this this purely, this is gonna be me casting a vote. So there mm-hmm. are going to be voices that disagree, and that's perfectly welcomed here, because 
in my opinion, I wouldn't encourage those young women to come see this movie. Right. No, mm, because this was a very different approach for Harley Quinn. This wasn't the the feel-good, kind of lift-you-up type thing where Harley Quinn's kind of interpreted to be. Mm-hmm. This was something different, more barbaric around the edges, you know? It, it didn't have that message. It had something different. Mm. It, it, it didn't hit home for that vibe like you're talking about, you know? Mm-hmm. Um it's definitely not a positive message. No, it's I not. Mean, you, know. We, we, you know, shit on Captain Marvel all you want. Mm-hmm. It, it has that empowerment moment in it that, that you know, was pretty good. Yeah, and it and, has that message. And that's perfectly good because yeah. that, to the right audience member, could be fucking uplifting, you know? Right. To them, that could be, you know, their Pulp Fiction breakfast scenes. Like, oh, fuck, yeah, this is just so great, you know? Right. I still recommend you go watch One Woman instead, but yes. Well, of course. I mean, come on. That's that's just like, oh, you're gonna settle for silver when there's gold right there. But I digress. Um, no, don't worry. I'll give this one bronze and one woman silver. You're good. Okay. Yeah, you go. That's, that's better. The, the gold did, did is uh, that's better. The gold is uh, Captain America: uh, First Avenger. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> the original Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. no, no. They're the same movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 no, they are the same movie, same plot points. Anyways, yeah, tangent. and, and yeah. I do have points to drive that home, mm-hmm. you know, um, but obviously it'd be unfair to share that right now. Um, yeah, no, you're you're not wrong. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, just recently, um, the not to go too far, but there was sure. there was a, a new uh, black label that came out. It was released in in, uh, in issues, and then they finally put it in full format called Harleen. It's a new black label about Harley Quinn. Okay. Um, it's just. More of a retelling of Mad Love for those of you who remember that arc. Uh, it came out in the early '90s, and then they incorporated it in the uh, in the animated TV series. It's okay. more of an expanded take on that, which is her origin and kind of how she came to be who she is. Okay. Uh, and, and that that's I feel like that movie maybe unintentionally took some cues from that to develop this Harley in really? certain manners. Yeah. Okay. Would you say? And this is purely just for my own curiosity. Would mm-hmm. you say that they t- kind of took that approach for this movie um, from the aspects of like an appearance? Like, do you think that the Harleen uh, graphic novel has that same choice of appearance for Harley? Because she's changed aesthetically throughout mm-hmm. the years, you know. No, I was just say more, more so, more so on tone because that's okay, got me okay. thinking about like how, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Since we're talking about the yeah. financials of the movie, mm-hmm. and you mentioned her appearance, yeah. Um, I am gonna make another reference here, and that, and say that they Please. they not so terribly pulled a Batman and Robin here, because a major selling point of this movie is to sell cosplay outfits. Mm. Literally, oh. if you look at like the Funkos, there's like nine Harley Funkos for this movie. Well, they're selling every outfit she wears in the film already at Hot Topic, so they're heavily marketing really? cosplay. Yeah, every oh, single outfit. Wow. Yeah. I, I love how you said Batman and Robin and not terribly in the same sentence. I don't think I ever hear that again. Not as terribly. Because yeah. <laughs> that movie, they, they wow. made that movie to sell toys. <laughs> they did. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I'm not saying that like the only merit of this film is that mm-hmm. I, this this is not a Batman and Robin like blunder, okay? It's not nearly mm-hmm. on that level. So let me just put that out there. But from that okay. marketing standpoint, I don't, you know, the box office might not be that great, but they're going to mm-hmm. sell a shit ton of these cosplay outfits. To the exact audience that you said, and maybe they won't even be able to go see the movie, but they will, in fact, 
show up at Dragon Con right. wearing Harley Quinn outfits. <laughs> yeah, they'll wear seven. like the pink tank topping, golden shiny overalls, mm-hmm. or some. Yep. You know, you 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 made a jacket out of fucking pom poms or something. You know, outfits we yep. saw in yeah. the trailers. Yeah. That is a very astute point, though. That I didn't even think about. I mean, yeah, no, me neither, dude. Yeah. Because that is, um, fuck, man, that's backhanded too. You know, <laughs> let's make a movie to make a movie. Why the fuck we gotta think about the the post in game, right? <laughs> but I mean, finances. That's, that's you don't see no Thanos cosplays out there. I mean, we should. Well, those are also hard. Fuck, they are hard as fuck. Yeah, and and you, it, it, to do it super. Oh, never mind. Never mind. There was a <laughs> legit. The super legit life size, like to scale, like eight and a half foot one. tall one at the Dragon Con Parade. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. I mean, I he was not, menacing. It looked fantastic. Okay. Man. I got a video of it somewhere. Did he have the uh, the helicopter double <laughs> side blade there? <laughs> that that just seems like extra credit at that point. He right? did. You know? He did though. Oh, he did. What? He had the helmet. Yeah, a plus <laughs> plus. <laughs> he, he had the gauntlet, the weapon, and Shit. the helmet. Yeah. Wow. That guy did it right. Yeah. Shout out to you, guy. Yeah, it was dope. <laughs> Shout out to everybody that survived that encounter. Shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I think we should move on, though, yeah. to, to what I feel will be a hugely, maybe the biggest positive note. Okay. Oh, please, film. please. I feel like I know what you're about to say. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> shockingly, Ewan McGregor mm-hmm. as Black Mask. Yeah. Every yeah. moment he was on the screen for me, I was, like, I, I would be bored or whatever. I actually, I, just being completely honest, I nodded off for a couple minutes during this movie. <laughs> but when he was on the screen, I was completely engrossed in the film and 100% invested in whatever he was doing. And I thought nice. he was, I thought he was one of the best villains. Period. And a, a perfect black mask. Oh yeah. And actually, I, I had similar thoughts about that because in previewing this movie, we actually had a lot of time exposing Roman and, and who he was, his his hilarious fucking origin stories and all, all that good glory mm-hmm. stuff. Um, he was that dramatic, you know, silver-spooned rich kid. Mm-hmm. And I, I dug that because Ewan McGregor really pulled it off super well, you know. Um, there's a few things I kind of scratched my head at, don't get me wrong, but nothing about that was because of Ewan, you know. He, he was great, you know. Again, one more thumbs up from me. I've often wondered if Ewan McGregor is related to Carter McGregor. And then I realized I'm podcasting. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go back. We got to edit. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, so shout out to both of those guys. Shout out I to guess. both those guys. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so uh, heading into this movie, if I can be honest, I was really nervous about Black oh, yeah. Mask. I was just nervous in general. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the reason being is that I, I fucking love Ewan McGregor. I think the man is, is, is brilliant, and I think that ultimately he can do no wrong. Uh, I was worried, though, that just because the snippets from the trailer paint him out to be this almost just flamboyant, a, a different type of psychopath mm. than what I'm used to seeing Black Mask as. He kind of looked that way. Mm-hmm. From the way that they kind of chose his costumes and stuff, like I could see where that thought process was coming in because they dressed him like such, mm-hmm. you know. Luckily, I didn't feel like that was the case. D- did you? No, like, uh, so once, because for me, a defining trait of, of Black Mask is literally being one of the few people that can go from zero to a hundred at the jump of a dime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he did that. Like, I, I need to see Black Mask just snap and and become so fucking angry that he sees red and we do get that 
And that that at that moment, I breathed a huge sigh of relief because Ewan McGregor carried that terrifically. Yeah, I wanted to see you know the mask because mm. the trailers don't give it to me. Yeah, I, I I thought he was the epitome of that kind of mm-hmm. chaotic evil type mm. character because I mean honestly he he's even more I I would go so far as to say that he's even more deranged than. Um, either of the Jokers that we've gotten, even the uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker, I think he's more deranged ultimately. Mm. Um, you know, and and maybe that is because if you just met the guy and just had a conversation with him, it's like, oh yeah, he's like this, you know, energetic, flamboyant yeah. club <laughs> owner, and then the next minute he's something I can't say because it's spoilery. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, you know, he's doing some insanely sadistic shit, right? Yeah, and not only that, but also I gotta give the movie a, a little bit of props also because they actually gave him screen time, and that's something yeah. that a lot of modern villains just don't get. So yeah, no, that's true, man. I mean, uh, they they gave McGregor the attention he needed, and uh, it, it paid off. You yeah, know? again, he was one of the good attributes of the movie for me. Um, yeah, yeah, and you know because it's like, how many times have we been on this podcast and said, man, like. This part was good, but the villain, man, they need to give him more. At this time, like, the, the villain actually had something. He had screen time. He had a right. presence. And, like, he, he had a motive. Uh, you could understand this motive. And get me wrong, he's not sympathetic. Not all villains need to be. Right. Thank right. goodness. Um, but his motive, you you, under, you understand it. Yeah. You don't sympathize with it at all, but you understand it. Uh, and, I was glad for that. Yeah. yeah for, for, not, for them not really playing him for sympathy at all I mm-hmm. mean right uh, there's something to be said for that uh, I'm gonna make another reference and and call out uh, Voldemort uh, mm-hmm. I know neither of you are like really big Harry Potter fans but no, Voldemort it, everybody fucking hates Voldemort like no one likes Voldemort you know mm-hmm. it's not one of those villains where like you know we mentioned Thanos or Ultron right. yeah. or Loki where, Killgrave yeah, yeah mm-hmm. where people are like oh man you know he's like nobody, mm-hmm. nobody thinks that about Voldemort. They're just like, <laughs> man, you're just a piece of shit. And like this, this is that kind of villain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but- I like Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I I don't know any, enough about that guy. It's like, well, one well, new every day. Yeah. It's uh, like, well, shit. All right. So one guy. <laughs> no, I mean, fuck. I'm I'm talking out of turn. I don't know. He doesn't even have a nose, Kevin. <laughs> he doesn't have a nose. He doesn't smell shit. I can't trust anyone with no nose. I, I read the first book and I saw one movie and I walked in on someone watching like a little bit of one of the last movies. I don't know if it was the first or second part because they split them like Hollywood does. And that's about it. We're in, <laughs> we're in danger of tangenting yeah, here. Yeah. We are. Excuse me. Uh, I, I was I'm, driving I'm us past the gate. I'm yeah, horrible yeah. about that tonight. Uh, Chris Messina as Victor Zayas. Yeah, yeah. The look was dope. I liked it. I mean, yeah. if, if we said it's the best live-action Victor Zayas, would that really be a, a statement? Because he was barely in the Dark Knight trilogy at all. Yeah, I don't think he was better than the Gotham Zayas. I, I haven't seen Gotham, so I can't. Uh, I can't really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not it, on that level. It, I mean, don't get me wrong. The Gotham's ass. It definitely feels more comic booky and, and, and less, you know, grounded in reality. But I mean, if, if you're into that, then or if you've seen it, then you understand what I'm talking about. But uh, I mean, this ass I thought was was good. Yeah. Um, 
I will say this though, I, I don't know if for this movie the pairing of Zaz and Black Mass work because you have just there's a lot of crazy going on there yeah. and you don't want to cancel each other out. So I don't think Zaz works as a minion. I feel like mm-hmm. Zaz at least in my experience, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you you're more familiar of course with the material, but um I don't know. I Zaz doesn't ever seem sane enough to be a reliable minion, yeah. especially mm-hmm. a right hand go to, yeah. you know, a dependable. <laughs> exactly yeah. the the guy who hangs out with the big guy, mm-hmm. you know that that never screams Zaz to me, or at least with my short hand experience. But right, I'd have liked mm-hmm. it if they played it where like um, where Roman had something on him, maybe, mm-hmm. and and oh. it was like a it was like a he's playing along type deal just till he can get out from under his thumb right. type deal. I think that maybe would have done the character some, you know, better justice. Not that I okay. had a problem with the character, but I think that little aspect maybe would have done it or maybe, you know, they they do something like he really needs it for the money and they explain mm-hmm. why yeah. or something like that. Okay. You no, know, that would have been pretty cool too, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, but I for 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 what he was given, I thought that, you know, he was he was he was good. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of notes there for him. You know what I mean, because he yeah. was just kind of like a, a go-to, you're my number one guy type right. deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cassandra Kane played by Ella J. Basco. Yeah. Um, give us a quick rundown, Q, of Cassandra Kane in the comics. But let's 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 make yeah. a quick compare contrast chart. Uh, yes, uh, father was a member of the League of Assassins, mm-hmm. uh, kidnapped and technically raped uh, uh, her mother, who was uh, Lady Shiva in the comics, another assassin. Mm-hmm. Um, she was raised by her father, David Kane, to be uh, a mute, only communicate uh, via body language. She can she's very good at reading body language. Uh, she took a long time in the series before she started speaking. She joined the Bat family, became Batgirl for, for a little while. Um, she is a very, very skilled and trained, uh, uh, ninja basically. Mm-hmm. And she was supposed to be raised up to be Raza Zagul's bodyguard eventually. But didn't happen. So homies take everything that Q said with a grain of salt when you go watch this movie later. She's literally just a MacGuffin <laughs> in this movie. So quick rundown and, wow. and correct yes. me. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's exactly all it is. Um, they could have renamed her Sally Stallward or some bullshit. <laughs> she didn't have to carry the name Cassandra Kane, guys. I mean, there you have it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to, to add I mean, to that. that that's, the, that's why it's like, okay, break it down for me. Give me the truth. Give me the truth. Oh, how much of this was in here? Oh, none of these pieces were in here. It was just interesting seeing that how almost meticulous they were with with grabbing little bits of backstory for the other characters things that you wouldn't expect them to include like mm-hmm. uh, like Janus like uh, Janus Industries being the, the parent company of uh, of uh, Sionis Industries mm-hmm. like they they brought that in i didn't expect that but that that's how it, that's how it is um it's interesting though out of all the little things they included how with Cassandra Kane they just they just, yeah, yeah. they just mm-hmm. did it. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing else really to say there. I mean, so, okay, let's for a second, uh, I guess, at least 
for the benefit of, of, of this podcast and for this movie, okay. uh, let's pretend that her name, like I said, was Sally Stallward. How would you guys feel or think about the role of performance? She was a good MacGuffin. Right. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. she was fine. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's like if for her role in the story, she did it well. And there was a couple of moments where you like wanted to cheer for her and, and things like right, that. Right, right. And, and she did a good job. Mm-hmm. But but she there was it's I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It, it's it's there's no reason for her to be named that she could have just she was an NPC. You know, she could have just <laughs> been some random character. Yeah. There, there wasn't enough original content there for me to be truly entertained, I feel like, you know? Yeah. And again, not that you have to be completely original or, or pull shit out your ass, even. Um, but, yeah, it, it, I mean, there just wasn't... it. It was vanilla for me. You yeah, know? And, yeah, and that kind of leads to, like, a, you know, kind of another problem, man. Like, because when you have uh, such... A roster of characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've all seen a movie or two. I'm pretty sure we all knew that there, there's just no fucking way they're going to give all these characters enough screen time, preach it, e- enough developments, and it definitely shows with a lot of characters. But I don't think it shows with anyone more than Cassandra. Just kind of like a character, kind of like we just did a podcast recently on character integrity, and <laughs> oddly enough. <laughs> and and on that podcast, we knew that was going to be ironic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like a foreboding storm cloud rolling over. But you know, one mm-hmm. thing that uh, th- that we mentioned is how a lot of times these changes, yes, they're made for money, uh, they're made for simplicity's sake. But often, oftentimes, they're made because they assume the audience doesn't know or doesn't care. And I think that that definitely applies to Cassandra here. That, and I would even uh, add in a, a healthy dose of simplicity's sake too, just to make it easy, lazy writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And wherever you're listening to this episode, you can go and listen to that character integrity episode <laughs> right after this. Yes. Thanks for the spot. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's a fucking important episode. Yes, <laughs> it's a it's a great episode. It's probably in my top ten. Fuck yeah! It's really nice. Oh, yeah. Skin cross yeah. table skin. Much appreciated. Oh, yeah. Air yeah. air high five. Air high five. But I guess uh, really quick, and then we can go to the spoiler field section. Um, let's go ahead and talk really quick about the, uh, the what we talk about the pacing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the tone. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna add in a few more point of view, a uh, few points of interest here. Yeah. Um, actually, since I already kind of stumbled that one point of view, mm-hmm. um, the whole movie, guys, comes from a point of view which shouldn't be surprising. Um, yeah, the the tone of the movie. Uh, again, kind of like I, I said earlier, I'm I'm gonna kind of sing that song again here. It's. For, for my opinion of things that I enjoy versus don't enjoy, this is kind of like one of those vibes I just don't get into, you know? And I'll expose more on that here in a bit. But um, pacing was awkward, right? Like, you could mm-hmm. feel when pacing was do 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 and then all of a sudden we just got to do 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 yeah, the, the second act yeah. was filler to me. It, no, that that's, mm. that's entirely true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the... The pacing for this movie in particular was really odd, and, and yeah. that's kind of mixed in with the method of storytelling used here. And while it's right. it's not particularly hard to follow, it is just an interesting choice to make. Yeah. Like like the overarching theme, of the movie kind of conflicted with itself here, mm. uh, especially with like that storytelling method that they got, and that's that that's something that you typically don't want to do in writing. That's like some basics one on one shit, you know. Yeah. So. Why did we do it? 
I don't want to no. go into spoiler territory here, but I think please. I I feel like the sandwich is the beginning of the second act, mm-hmm. and I think you can tune out from mm-hmm. that point until the <laughs> beginning of the third act and not lose anything. <laughs> no, I think I think you're right. Um, Damn. To be to be completely honest, there's a there's a lot that happens. No, I mean, let me rephrase that. There's not a lot that really happens in the second act, but they fill it with a lot of stuff. I know that sounds like a contradiction, but once you see the movie, guys, you understand what I'm saying. Uh, it's yeah. it's almost like it's almost like if you see a sentence that's full of stuff and there's a lot of things in that stuff, and then you get to the end of the sentence and you realize that you didn't need that sentence entirely at all, like the <laughs> sentence I just gave you. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what the second act was like. It was filled with a lot of stuff, but none of it was really necessary. Yeah, other than yeah. the black mask scenes, mm-hmm. because, yep, that you know, even yeah, yeah, and also like the movie is not that long; it's only like an hour and forty six minutes. You know, in, yeah. a, in a world where most movies are easily two hours and some change. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the length of the movie was interesting, and I have my own fun critique, uh, a joke I want to make here later. Um, and I want to see if you guys agree, mm-hmm. but again, to be continued. Yeah. But I guess with that being said, I, I also applaud movies. I, I like my movies lengthy because that means they get to tell the stories they want to tell. Mm. But I'm also a fan of saying whatever you got to say and getting the fuck out of there. Like, right. Yeah. Um, and as far as the tone goes, I actually I didn't have a problem with the tone. Uh, I thought it was very appropriate for an R-rated Harley Quinn movie with Black Mask as your villain. Mm. Yeah. The tone was was very good. Um, it, this may just be the like kind of part of me that wants to see more R-rated movies. Mm. I would have liked to have seen them push it even more. Mm. And I can talk specifics in the second half. Oh, you trying to see them? Fuck! I see. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I was. Not what I was. No, no, no. He, trust me, homies. He, he gave me the look and the wink. That's what he's talking about. Mm. I, mean. I did. I did not. And Bill Burr isn't even in I this movie. I was just about to make that joke. Damn it! Yeah. Um, yeah, that's not that's not part of this episode. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Um, we can go ahead and give our our final thoughts on this and give our uh, scores. Oh, real quick before oh, yeah, final yeah, yeah. thoughts, just like a little half point note here. I wasn't a fan of the music. Oh no. Nah. Oh, it, no, it was it was yeah. kind of predictable. Like some of the song choices actually made me cringe. It's like, okay, mm. stop. I know what you're doing, and I do not fucking appreciate it. Okay. But anyways, it was it was it was rough. I mean, it wasn't. Um, uh, I keep making references tonight. It was not <laughs> Batman versus Superman soundtrack bad. Um, I fucking hate the soundtrack in that movie. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm just. I feel like somebody is just playing it through a boombox right next to my face for the entire time. I'm like, are they? Is there dialogue in the movie? Because I cannot hear it over the music. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, the soundtrack. There were there was a couple times where I agree with you. I just mm. like the song come on and I just eye roll back. Exactly because it's like wait we're we're doing this. You want me to take this seriously? Mm. It was like Captain Marvel, where you, you just kind of cringe oh, at some of the fuck. Oh, sound, uh, that's a sources. verb. Yeah, fuck man. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, shit. you know the thing for me is like even with Captain Marvel, it's like uh, unless the soundtrack is god awful. I really don't even notice it if you realize like I didn't even think to mention it for this portion. Yeah. Because like yeah. unless it's like extremely good, I rarely even notice it. I I, yeah. I have a, a passion for that. You know, yeah. I, I was one of those nerdy little band kids, <laughs> so I, I tend to have a, a soft ear for yeah. that. Yeah. 
If it's if it's bad, I definitely notice it. Mm. Yeah. Um, if it's really good, I notice it too, yeah. though. Oh, yeah. you know, right. Absolutely. Seeing some praise. Yeah. yeah. But pretty much anything no... Hans Zimmer has done, yeah. except, except right. that you didn't like BBS. Except today. except BBS. And <laughs> well, I, XL, XL I, Junkie was also. I, I like Junkie XL in okay. other stuff because uh, Deadpool, right? Didn't Junkie I think XL, he did. Yeah, did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deadpool soundtrack is amazing, and yeah. Hans Zimmer to me. Is John Williams level? Oh yeah, goat. I mean, yeah. and also I thought he said he was going to retire. Yeah, he comes back again. Anyways, eh, well, Christopher yeah. Nolan's still making films. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris well, calls him up, bro. No, you're not. <laughs> to be fair, though, I think he is done with superhero films. Oh, I don't think he's doing superhero films. Okay, oh, but I fuck. hate that because yeah. I really just want an X-Men movie with a fucking Hans Zimmer soundtrack. Oh, that's a good shit. tall word. Yeah, Ooh. I just want like Magneto to start bending shit and oh. see that ta-ta. <laughs> <laughs> but we might just have to lay that over. Uh, I was about to say, we always have uh, Danny Elfman. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Rogue yeah. One was... For, for an X-Men movie? <laughs> Danny Elfman? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I, I like some Danny Elfman shit mm-hmm. too, don't get me wrong. Hans Zimmer... John Williams, fuck yeah to both of them. Dan, Danny kind of comes in third for me behind all yeah. that. Uh, I, I would always prefer the other two though. You know, yeah. Yeah. depends on what he's doing for me, like what the movie is. Okay. He ripped me out of Rogue One. I didn't actually yeah. like that movie for years because mm-hmm. the soundtrack was just god awful to mm-hmm. me. Um, but that's just because it's next to John Williams' amazing mm-hmm. body of work. So yeah, yeah, he did the prequels too, didn't he? John Williams did all the main films. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, we ready to go to uh, final verdict and scores? Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. All, right. <laughs> all the energy behind that. Just there. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll go first on this. I, okay. I hate going first on this. I will. I bet. Uh, I was I, about I to say. Let, let's go alphabetical. That's fair. See. And, and I never do, but I, I will. Um, I had to think about that. Like this. So <laughs> this movie, I want. I want you to imagine. If you will uh, close your eyes and imagine a, a vast ocean uh, with a few um, like mountainous islands on that ocean, and on top of a few of those islands are Ewan McGregor, Black Canary, and um, excessive uses of the word "fuck." Um, and then everything else is just this vast dark ocean that you can't see the bottom of. Okay. Um, and that is my metaphor for this film. I'm going to give it a 5.5. Mm. <laughs> Actually, I, I had a slightly more forgiving number in mind. Um, there are a few interesting uh, point beats that happened really well for me. The choreography was the swan song of this movie, dude. There were action scenes that were, you know, worth half the ticket price. Um, and there, there was Ewan McGregor, too, which was awesome. Again, I, I'm ecstatic to see him play a villain character um however there were just enough plot point beats and whatever else fuck ton of stuff in the movie that just kind of deterred it away from me ultimately the number i've been um uh, having since we got in the car to drive back home away from the theater was uh six nothing more uh yeah. I had a slightly more fun time with the movie <laughs> than, uh, than my cohorts here. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought that, uh, that once again, Margot, I thought she did a really excellent job as the lead character in this movie. Um, and once I unfortunately had to shut my brain up to this not really being a Birds of Prey movie, but this being a Harley Quinn movie, 
that switch made it a little bit more enjoyable for me. Uh, Ewan McGregor's Black Mask was overall magnificent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the action was was phenomenal. I mean, it really was. Right. They they not only just played to to Harley and her strengths uh, for what she does in the action movie, but also some of the other uh, birds of prey as well. They did pretty good with, particularly Huntress. I, I have to give her another shout out because her gratuitous violence was well noted. Um, you know, with all that being said, I thought that the plot was, I mean, it was pretty streamlined. It was nothing extravagant or over the top. It's a fucking crazy Harley Quinn movie. It doesn't need to be. Um, overall, my, my score for this movie is a seven. And with that, cool. we can mosey on over to the spoiler field section. So I have an idea for the, the break in between these guys, actually. Caleb, can you impersonate a Brooklyn and then a Boston accent for me? <laughs> I cannot no, do a, a proper Brooklyn accent, but like, I, I'm, I'm, I I can point out the word in the film that set me off and triggered me was when she <laughs> said taco. Want to get some tacos? Some tacos. Some tacos. And that that shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to compliment your shirt choice, by the way, for this movie too, because that's yeah. been distracting me for half the episode. It's a great you got shirt. a Harley Quinn and an Obi Wan Kenobi, aka Ewan yeah, McGregor uh, reference. Yes. So yeah. True. <laughs> And True. I'm gonna dare say uh, a few fractional points of a Deadpool reference too. I know? mean, that is a yeah. Bob Ross Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> it is a Bob Ross Deadpool. So yeah. yeah. And there's also a BB-8 and a Ghostbuster and an Alien. Ah, fuck shirt, BB-8. So. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> what did BB-8 do? He existed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. So there we go. I, I still want to hear a Boston and Brooklyn accent now because you got me thinking about it. Like I feel like later on tonight you're gonna catch me YouTube and. Examples of <laughs> you will you will claw your ears out probably yeah yeah Kevin did your pocket car out here you got it you got to move your car okay now which one are you doing <laughs> that's that's Boston that's Boston yeah, okay, I, okay. I've lived in Brooklyn for a while that that hard I I'm like at the end of all because all the words is like it's it's just, just yeah that, it's that's like Boston. it's like they open their mouth too much it mm-hmm. looks like I'm guessing okay yeah. okay yeah. like Br- Brooklyn from like my recollection was always more of a uh, more of a forceful, thorough, like forceful sound at the beginning. Okay, and then like like, like they're working harder to project their voice mm. almost. Yeah, mm. um, okay. watch okay. Um, the Departed. Mm. Matt Damon's character. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's a good example. The mm. entire fucking film. <laughs> or or uh, Ben Affleck in real life, or yeah, for Boston. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, there you go. You know what's yeah. kind of weird about that? I've actually been to Boston, and that accent's not that prevalent there. Nice. Maybe not anymore. Uh, these days, yeah. it's more like, uh, you know, kind of like more like uneducated folks. Like, I mean, uh, of course, like younger people are, you know, it's usually going to be more uneducated folks. If like older folks, a lot of like older people have the accent, mm-hmm. but now it's it's kind of like um, comparative to like you know a really thick like redneck accent here <laughs> would be like I what you would hear. Just there. making that uh, joke in my mind, actually. Yeah, especially so. whenever we uh, never mind. But uh, you know, again, no no insult or or injury at all to our Boston or Brooklyn uh, homies out there or trailer park yeah. <laughs> or or it doesn't make me wonder because I think Chris Evans is from Boston. Uh, but like, what if Captain America came out of like cryo sleep oh, with fuck. like a nineteen thirties Boston accent? Like, <laughs> he just comes out. Of, he, they they freeze him <laughs> out of Brooklyn. They get yeah, him out of cryo, yeah. and he's just like, "Anybody see my khakis?" Yeah. 
Like, fuck, put them back under. Freeze them, yeah. bro. Freeze them. <laughs> <laughs> get somebody else to lead the fucking Avengers. <laughs> anyway. What, what happened to that guy you guys found in the wreckage? Don't uh, know. He didn't make it. He didn't make it, yeah. They, they burned the file. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, shit. Nick Fury's having none of that right. shit. Right. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. will play both characters. <laughs> <laughs> he will play Falcon in blackface as Captain America. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Did you listen oh. to the Joe Rogan podcast about that? I, think, thanks to Q, I, mm. I got to hear that, actually. Yeah. I actually don't think I have heard no. that, but I do mm. want to state that Robert Downey Jr. is the only person who can wear blackface and is vastly unacceptable otherwise. <laughs> I can't explain it, but you're right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was loud. My bad, guys. My bad. That just set me off. <laughs> Because I've been trying to piece it together, like why, why is that? Like I, why? I, yeah. I love him in Tropic Thunder. Like <laughs> as as a black man, I thought that that was like the only other way to top that would be to get an actor as good as Robert Downey Jr., who's black, who's playing a white guy, who's playing a black guy. That's the only way that could have been topped. I mean, he was a dude dressed up as a dude playing as another dude. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Donald Glover could pull it off. Donald Glover could pull that off. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. 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 A black guy who's playing a white guy who's pretending to be a black guy. Yeah. I want to specifically <laughs> see him playing Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> oh. pre- pretending to be Donald Glover. Kirk, La- Kirk Lazarus was the name of the actor who was who Robert yeah. Downey was. That, that's, but no, I mean, I want memory. to see him. <laughs> cool. What the fuck, dude? But, you really do have some type of Asperger's thing going on. He named a ridiculously obscure <laughs> anime character earlier. I mean, like, ridiculously obscure. Right. Like uh, the confines of the C listers. Spopovich yeah. is a fan favorite, alright. So I was gonna put some respect. <laughs> 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 alright, I think we've okay, been uh, yeah, on yeah, in yeah, idle yeah. for Spo- yeah. spoilers ahead. Spoilers if, if you're ahead. Still Welcome here. back. Homies, you just came home from the theater probably. Fuck yeah. What's going on? Yes. Yeah. Uh yes. Uh welcome back guys, one and all. Um yeah guys, so spoilers. Where we wanna start with this one? Dude, I. So, did anyone else catch Deadpool vibes whenever they tried to make the movie? Whenever Margot made the movie about herself, and then two, when she broke fourth wall time and time again. I I didn't need it. I mean, it didn't uh, damage the movie, but again, for my own personal uh, belief there, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Don't talk to me. None of the fourth wall breaks did anything for me in this movie. Okay, I, thank you. I'm not alone. Um, she was yeah. literally winking at the camera. <laughs> I mm. mean... And that, that was honestly some of the more cringeworthy moments when it's like just such a fucking close-up and you're just like, get the fuck away from me. Right. I just want to watch a movie. I don't need you staring at me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, on the preview... I was holding on to that. I had yeah. an event. <laughs> like on the preview, like I remember mentioning how... And it's funny because like maybe worse coming back to haunt me, but I mentioned how like the best case scenario for this movie is that it ends up being uh, DC's version of Deadpool. Um, we did talk about that. Yeah, and yeah. I I didn't realize. I, I didn't mean I didn't mean like this though. I didn't mean in right? the sense of like uh, fourth wall breaking because Harley doesn't really need fourth wall breaking. She, she doesn't, and she doesn't have it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. So it's well, they they still got Lobo. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And, and Lobo can do literally what the fuck he If Lobo wants to drive out into your literal theater, he can fucking do it. <laughs> I'm um, okay with that. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, please somehow make Jason Momoa do that too. Uh, 
Oh man, that's a good cast. Man. <laughs> yeah. mm, right. Um, He'd have to have his hair back though. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, he he still has his hair, doesn't he? I, I saw a few pictures with him being bald. He was out. bald in the Super Bowl. Uh, Th- that was just like a, a cat. I, I thought it was. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. All right. Yeah. I I of course. Oh I, man! I like WB be, be like, "What the fuck are you doing? We're filming Aquaman two here soon." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I was him and, and I really shaved my head and they came at me with that, be like, "Well, you could just spend fifteen million dollars in CG hair onto me." Actually, they're gonna do that anyway. They have to for the underwater scenes. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, no, uh, I. I did kind of have to eat my words, like in that regard, you know, from the preview cast saying how best case scenario it could be a Deadpoolish feel or tone or vibe, but man, they they took it too far with the fourth wall breaking for me like that. That was just unnecessary. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. Didn't didn't really need it. And from that regard, I was speaking more from like the dark humor and gratuitous violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, which uh, I would say, especially with the violence, I think for me at least they landed with that. Yeah, uh, I, I, don't, I don't have much wrong with the violence, actually, because that's, you know... That's a fun sentence to just take out of context. <laughs> this is, this is going to sound mildly sadistic of me, okay? but I wanted more. <laughs> I, I thought that it was not... I, I didn't think the violence was worthy of an R film. I mean... I, I, I will say this. I wanted more violence from the actual Birds of Prey. Right. You guys realize two-thirds of the fucking movie... Was on Harley Quinn and her setting up the damn story. Oh yeah, yeah. And we only get like a little bit of the tail end of the actual birds, birds of, of prey. prey. And yeah. I, I know we're not ready to talk about that whole fuck up yet, <laughs> but really, right? And I mean, come on. I want to see. I wanted to see Victor's ass do some like insane shit. I mean, he, mm. he they had the scene where he like peeled the people's faces off mm. or whatever. But like, you don't die immediately if somebody peels yeah, the no. skin off of your face. And like as soon as that happened, that was just a lifeless kind of mannequin thing yeah. there. That like that dude should have been like screaming and shit in the background right. or whatever, you know. Yeah. I, I feel like they just they I feel like they toned it down. Um, you know, if you're gonna be bold and start peeling people's fucking faces off, then go that route, you mm-hmm. know. Um, you know, make people uncomfortable because both Black Mask and Zaz, I think both of them should be like that level of sadistic to where. You are uncomfortable, and um, I, I, I just I feel like maybe they they held back. I don't disagree with that. I, I didn't yeah. think about that, but I don't disagree with it. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting because uh, the director is uh, Kathy Yan, I think. Yep. And I think that for the most part, she's a relatively new director. I don't think she's. Done yeah, a, we talked about that. Yeah. She did like an indie flick um, some time ago, right. a couple of years, I want to say, but um, yeah, almost yeah. like maybe WB's attempt to go the Marvel route and get like more unknown. People yeah. to start working on their movies, but it, it worked uh, I mean, for some of their stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't give it this. Time. N- not not that I'm going the whole woke, woke progressive route, but I do think it was the right call getting a, a female director to kind of helm this movie. No, same here. Um, no, I agree. Uh, I, I just don't like the directions just, they chose. Yeah, no. It seems like maybe this was maybe a little too ambitious, a little too big of a project for like your first big major outing like this. Yeah, it's, and honestly, I wouldn't have had. One of your main actresses producing the flick as well. Like, That's I, it. I would have put an unbiased person in the producer's chair and said, Margot, get the fuck back. You're an actress, not the queen and actress of this movie. Because mm-hmm. if your theory holds true, then that's all this was. You know? Yeah, yeah and that, no, that's not. 
Yeah, um, and I mean, and that is on Warner Brothers, um, not on Kathy, if that is the case. Right, yeah. Uh, but no, I, I do agree because, like, there's, in another universe, guys, we got Gotham City Sirens instead, or we got Birds of Prey with Barbara Gordon in it. Mm. You know, uh, unfortunately, this time around, we get Harley Quinn with some cameos from Sidekicks. Uh, you look at it right now, though. You look at the landscape of DC live action, right? The the main the the um, the lineup, the the triad or whatever, sure. the triumvirate um, is. Uh, it's not Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, like mm-hmm. you would think. It's Aquaman, Harley Quinn, and Wonder Woman. Those are the the money makers. Yeah, and then you know, to a lesser extent, you have Shazam. Shazam, of course, you have uh, right. Shazam's you have trying Deadshot. to step up to play. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we yeah. we assume Will Smith will eventually return as Deadshot since they aren't going to do his character. They're not going to do Deadshot in Suicide Squad two for that reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, there there are some more characters out there, and then of course they they have Batman coming up. Right, right, um, right. But yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the main three money makers that they have mm-hmm. and if you look at it they're scrapping a lot of their canon mm-hmm. and kind of you know like we want to pick and choose what we want to take from that canon forward and those yeah, are which is yeah. the wrong route to go I agree well yeah I, I agree too but this on the other hand this does give them to do something that has been done in DC Comics and that is fuck make somebody write Flashpoint and so it's that we are going that route um, mm-hmm. you know with the, with the Flash movie let, let me ask you guys this mm-hmm. after tonight's project and after opening night at least for us and Mm -hmm. maybe we had some we do have some bad weather presently and i know that won't really inflict anyone else uh, around their home areas but around ours tonight weather might have held back people from wanting to come watch the movie because it was somewhat severe however do you guys think that this is going to be a project that keeps harley quinn or margot robbie's version of harley quinn in that triad chair i think they will blame it on the other characters they will blame it on birds of prey being not historically a money maker or success story by they mm-hmm. do you mean Warner brothers. brothers yeah yeah i mean margaret of course because <laughs> they're heavily invested in her as Harley oh Quinn, yeah i mean Quinn. like she she is going to be in the suicide squad that's coming out next year um so she will return i mean let, let's mm-hmm. just think about it so if we'd gone back six eight years ago and I said, okay. guys, there there will be a DC cinematic universe, and they will drop their Joker directly off the face of the earth in favor of their Harley Quinn. You would have laughed at me. Yeah, uh, you're right. I mean, you got a fair point. Yeah, yeah. that universe us is right now having a good kickback mm-hmm. about them. Yeah, they, I mean, they didn't Fuck. even have Jared Leto cameo in this. Even the no, flashback, no, not even the flashbacks. He that, was in. They cut him out. Yeah, they cut him out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They repurposed the film to cut him out. Um, they George Lucas' his ass. Yeah, which was super... They didn't want to pay Jerry Leto shit. Yeah, like, yeah. goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's like a fuck you for doing Morbius. I don't know what this is. Mm. Uh, but, but let me ask you guys this, and I guess we could have did this in the spoiler-free section. Which did you enjoy more, Suicide Squad or Birds of Prey? Um, both, both of them... So my biggest problem... Mm. I, I would say... This movie, but the thing that keeps me from doing that is my biggest problem with Suicide Squad is the completely unnecessary scene where like all the random minions come out mm-hmm. and they just have this big ass fight for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And Birds of Prey has the same damn thing in it, so I yeah. I, I can't I can't do it. I have to well, go to Birds of Prey had a couple of things like that. For for one, I will answer your question. This mm-hmm. is not deteriorating away from that because yeah. I have thoughts on that. But the there was one random scene here where they did essentially something similar. The random ass scene where Harley Quinn was dressed up like Lady Gaga and they had like a short musical number for a fucking second. Like mm-hmm. what? What what are you doing? You're wasting my time. Right. Like, give me a fucking movie. What the fuck is this? Yeah. The whole red dress dancing around bullshit because you're tied up and you're. I guess you're supposed to be crazy. So this is just a crazy thought. Fuck that. Yeah, that was yeah. A, a colossal waste of screen yeah, time. Yeah, it was very bad writing. Mm-hmm. And, so, and that's. Uh, oh, oh, I was gonna say, and that that just kind of leads to you know like this movie was only an hour and forty six minutes long or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's like you probably could have taken a, a solid a solid thirty minutes out and still have gotten the complete story. Yeah, uh, that that does say something about the padding. But I'm just gonna go so ahead. to go back to your question, you're asking me to choose between a Whopper and a Big Mac, and I don't like either of those restaurants. <laughs> no offense to those restaurants. That well, being those said, sponsorships. Um. I know, right? <laughs> Ooh, you can, get, me, you can get Wendy's. You still got Wendy's. Okay, now cool. Wendy's, I like. Go pick you up a four for four. Yeah, get that four for four. Get the four for four. <laughs> Spicy nuggies. <God. laughs> Give us, give, give us free stuff, Wendy's. <laughs> um, anywho, but um, nah, man. I mean, between the two, I, I don't really like either movie, honestly. But mm-hmm. I gotta give it to Suicide Squad if I gotta pick between two evils, you know. Um, this one just didn't do it for me, mm-hmm. you know. For one, I feel like I was lied to, and that's not how you're gonna <laughs> win me over. But well, yeah. they told you that the last one was a Suicide Squad movie. It was Deadshot and Harley movie. But it has that after credit <laughs> scene, and that after credit scene is perfect. Mm. They lied to you do it for the after credit scenes. Yeah, they, they yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was still a lie. But this movie was more of a lie. It's like Harley mm. Quinn and the Birds of Prey. This movie was Harley Quinn. No, no, no. You gotta wait. I'm not saying the rest of the movie name yet because we still have two thirds of it to go. <laughs> oh, now the Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. So. Harley Quinn and some caricatures of some obscure comic book characters. Well put. <laughs> Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, that's a really uh, long title too. So it's, it's about the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. For me, for me, it's about the same. Like both movies have things I hated and, and things that I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, exactly. So I, I can't really. Yeah, it's hard for me to really pick one that I enjoyed or dislike more than the other. It's about the same. Mm. Yeah. Um, Let us know what you think, homies. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, because I'm looking at the movies like act by act. And I think that Suicide Squad maybe had a slightly stronger second act. Um, I think the first acts for both movies were were the best. Um, and the third act for Suicide Squad didn't care for it. They went the hero no, save yeah. the day arc. Yeah. Uh, and the third act for this one was was messy. But it was it was less of a mess, I feel, than Suicide Squad as far as the conclusion goes. But as a whole, it's hard for me to pick one over the other. The third act, I, I'd say, was better in Birds of Prey. Um, you know, you talked about the first act. That I, I, I did want to bring up that opening uh, in Birds of Prey, the little animated uh, lead-in. I mm-hmm. thought that was really well done. Yeah. Where they gave the brief backstory with her and Joker and everything. And it was like mm-hmm. the animated... You saw her like falling into the pit and right. talking about her becoming a therapist and all that stuff. Was I thought that, that was great. was that animated? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember cartoons. Yeah. Huh. 
wow. But yeah, no, I, I know what you're talking about. Um, that part of the beginning I really did like. Uh, and then that did remind me of something else I wanted to touch on. Um, remember earlier I was talking about how uh, if my vote is allowed to be heard for this certain subject, I would not encourage um, the young girls who look up to Harley to go see this movie. Mm. I, would, I absolutely would not. Like if I had a friend of such nature, I would tell her, no, stay the fuck away, please. Because in the first part of this movie where we see Harley in the whole post-breakup bit, she's running around kind of doing a lot of weird shit, right? And it's like, that's not exactly encouraging. That's that's kind of a down-spiral attitude, you know, mm. where she's like, you know, fucking shit up at a bar and, and doing all kinds of weird stuff here and there, you know? And, I mean, you might call that a judgment call, whatever, but it's like, that shit's not healthy. No, don't yeah. don't look up to that. Yeah. With, with that to the wrong mind. Yeah. I will though, say, with, with, with that mentality, you shouldn't be fans of Harley at all. Right. Um, yeah, because yeah. that's who she is. Well, maybe that says yeah. something about me. <laughs> but I mean, in this particular instance, yeah. it's just like, oh, let me let me go and you know fuck things up and and, and drink a whole shit ton and, and mm-hmm. you know hang out at this big old criminal club and I don't know, man. It's it's just like if if I there's other things that are Harley Quinn that I feel like would be pretty dope and awesome to partake of, but this one I, I don't know, man. You mm. know? Okay. So, I feel like if you can listen to Billy Eilish songs, uh, you can you can watch this movie. Well, that's <laughs> I don't listen to Billy Eilish songs. Yeah, so I again, name a single one. Yeah, no, there there you go. There's my vote again. That's but. that's for the young audience though. If they listen to Billy Eilish, they can watch this movie. I got a well, question. Hopefully, they don't. Here's a question for you. Okay. So she gets out of a super fucking toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pines for said super toxic relationship. Mm. And in order to comfort herself, resorts to violence and rampant alcoholism. Right. Is she the female Rick Sanchez? God damn. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's true. And no, because you don't want to say that it's true. <laughs> I mean, touche. I mean, you, you got me in the corner there. That's. I mean, because I agree uh, with you. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, that does kind of that does kind of put me in a bias, doesn't it? Yeah, my bad. No, I Fuck. agree with you. I don't want it to be true. Either. I mean, I don't want it to be, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I'll I'll watch Rick Sanchez and tell others, yeah, it's a fucking great show. But then I'll watch this and be like, no, fuck that. So, excuse me, that I suppose is a bias there, which is not my job. So there you have it. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, uh, Caleb! What the fuck, man? What the fuck? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's it, it, and it's true. I mean, I'm I'm kind of on that same thing with you, where I'm just like, God, you people should not fucking idolize Harley Quinn. But then I'll go watch Rick and Morty, and be like, man, Rick Sanchez is so fucking mm-hmm. cool, and he's just as toxic, you know? Yeah. Well, hell, even a lot of recent events, uh, especially with the Joker, I mean, fucking people are pining over him, like empathizing with the Joker, even, and I'm like. And and for me, I'm like that's that's a fucking that was not the point of the movie. Fucking yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like for the audience members out there who who like characters like Rick and or Rick Sanchez or BoJack Horseman or something. It's like you're these are not the good guys in the stories. Or or Heisenberg or or exactly. There's the whole meme about you know you're missing the point by idolizing them starter pack. Actually, yeah, Yeah. that 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 summarizes the point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least mm. with Heisenberg, it, you know that they told he that dies. story. Yeah. Well, well, no, it, it, that's not really the moment I was, I'm referencing. Is in mm-hmm. the finale, you know, there, that scene at the table. He he admits to Skylar. He said, 
I didn't do this for you. I did it for me, and I liked it. And and he actually comes clean about it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I thought was so great about Heisenberg. He actually admitted that he was full of shit. You know, like I enjoyed it. I did it for me more than anybody. And and I mean, I, I thought that was what was you know. I think that sets that character apart. Because you don't, you're never going to see a Harley or a, or a Rick no. make that statement. Actually, Bojack did something similar, which I really dug. Because I, I just mm. finished watching the last season. Fuck yeah. Mm. But anyways. I've, ne- I've never seen it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's on the list. It just made the list. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk. Um, so so this right here um, is, is a... I guess it is a, a negative point for the movie for me. But sure. it's more of a purest mentality okay and that being that for purely selfish reasons i really wish they didn't kill black mask dude that yeah that was weird it's like uh, why why did we first off well never mind not not the time to say that either i thought his but, death was epic but i wish they kept him alive i i, I do too i i loved the death scene mm-hmm. but it's also like it was also disconcerting you know, but what 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 were you about to say? Well, Sounds like it might have been something different. Well, no, I I while I personally I so I would want them to keep him alive because I want to see more of the character, right? But on the same note, I feel like his actions in the film justify the protagonist killing him, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, especially uh, yeah, the way that it happens. Right. I mean, what are you uh, going to okay, do? Okay. Like, you have you still have no evidence on the man at the end of the day. Renee Montoya, she technically everything she did was off books, off record. Right, illegal. Yeah, 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 you can't you can't take him to jail. No, nope. if you leave him alive, he's going to come back for you. Yep. Uh, so from that regard, I, I do understand why you kill him. But once yeah, again, you from Batman situation, yeah, mm-hmm. from, from a purely selfish standpoint, like his his biggest foe isn't Batman; it's Red Hood. And I, I just really a part of me <laughs> will always want to see that. I mean the. the like earlier I said it was disconcerting. Like I was like, okay. I see the the I see the attempted value of what you guys are trying to do here with the whole like grenade pin kill. That was mm-hmm. theatrical. Um but I I don't know, man. It's like, fuck, was that Harley's kill? You know? Cuz I was I was like you. I was mm-hmm. anticipating seeing more black mass potentially mm-hmm. and, and seeing some other cool stuff there. But I guess not. Instead, we see bits and chunks given to, you know, Shark Man down there. Yeah. yeah right. Oh, King Shark got him. Uh, but yeah. Um, Alas. Here we go. Yeah, so so that that was kind of a, like, damn it. Like, I get it, but I wish I didn't get it type, type vibe mm. for me. Yeah. I, I hate that you said that shit, because now I want to see Jensen Ackles and Ewan McGregor go at it for <laughs> two hours. <laughs> that would be been great. Money. That yeah. would Yeah. They can um, always prequel that shit. That's true. That's yeah. true. They can. They have to explain why then there's no, no, no red hook. You know, jumping around and how he makes it out of this alive. Or they, Batman. Well, they can just flashpoint it. it oh yeah. You know, after that, yeah. after flashpoint. That's uh, true. You know, Black Mask is back, and you can't ask any fucking <laughs> right. questions. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, that's literally what the comics did. You know, everything yeah. shifted. Yeah. Things are different. You yeah. could literally uh, do what Brian Singer did to X Men Two and Three, and just say "fuck them." Yeah, yeah. Barry Allen fucked up the timeline again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. So Cassandra Kane, the the literal MacGuffin. Like this is the most MacGuffiny MacGuffin I've seen in a while. Like yeah. most most MacGuffins try to try to you try to disguise it, you know. Um. But but this one, 
No, 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 keep going. I'm counting how many times you said MacGuffin. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun Uh, to say, yeah. Yeah, so uh, if I ever go to McDonald's again, I want to get the McMuffin MacGuffin. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they ate at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what they had. They they ate a fucking MacGuffin. Wow. (laughs) An egg MacGuffin. An egg MacGuffin (laughs) with, with greasy butter and bacon. First we got Ego the Living Planet, now we got Cassandra the Living MacGuffin. Yes. Wow. I mean, she literally swallowed the, the entire premise of the movie. You know, out of Go context, that sounds really dirty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the shitty thing about podcasting that no one tells you that at any given moment, someone t- can take a, a sound snippet and, and, and place it wherever they want, and now you are just the scum of the earth. Yep. This, this is true. I mean, we do enough of that already. <laughs> but yeah, here we are. You're not wrong. It's yeah. almost like somebody could go theoretically, the, metaphorically. I think we need to move and, on and pull yep. a no, uh, hey, Bill nope, Burr nope, segment. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Actually, that was fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, uh, guys, uh, you can get hear that on the the Mandalorian podcast that we did. It's a Patreon only episode. Uh, it's a really great one. Cable's on there for that too. Hell and yeah. uh, we we talk about how Bill Burr is a great comedian. Uh, Paper Tiger is his newest uh, stand-up. Go check things. it out. Yeah. So. Uh, again, guys, that is at <laughs> patreon.com backslash superhomies, or you could also just Google Patreon superhero homies. If there's any episode that's worth pay- paying for the uh, patronage, it is absolutely that one. <laughs> and mean, it's not because I'm on it. It's because Q, Q <laughs> has Bill Burr fan fiction for a good portion of the episode. That, that is not, not, not the case. I, mean, I can't disagree not with true. buddy. Um, I can delete this shit right here. <laughs> it's saved on my phone. I have it. <laughs> we reload everything through your phone. Yeah. Shit, I got it on my phone too. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. But hey, we digress. We digress. Send um, that shit to the Library of Congress to be archived. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, uh, is there anything else in the spoiler field section you want to talk about? Yeah, um, I want to talk about Huntress being Ragnarok. Okay. And I want to give specific it. examples. Yes. Please. The, the, this is fun. The, my name's actually Huntress. That joke mm-hmm. was okay the first time. And then for like the next 70 times, it, it just, it it was more cringe every yeah. time as it, as it got more and more. It's like, are we going to take this character seriously or not? And the answer was no. Yeah. We're, mm-hmm. we're not going to. She, she was nothing more than twofold. You know, she right. had her badassery side and then the joke. Yeah, I mean, her backstory was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then she never came off as that character from that backstory. No. And I hated mm-hmm. that. She just came off as, you know, nothing wrong with being the shy person in the group. But your shyness has only led to this, you know, shallow character, you know. Again, right. like you said earlier, a, only a caricature. Um, also, I, I gotta say this too. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I wasn't the only one since I sat beside the both of you gents. <laughs> I didn't laugh. I like any of the fucking jokes in this movie they were they were not funny yeah, which, no. which is bad because in the preview i was talking about like i'm worried about the movie but i feel like i'm gonna go in there and have a great fucking time just laughing out loud i didn't laugh at a single one of the jokes they wanted to land and the only moments i laughed was when they did something atrocious when they did something mm-hmm. eye-rolling and i was like holy fuck we're actually doing this like when they played ooh barracuda right when the female oh, fight thing like fuck oh. me Mm-hmm. Right? The yeah. most cringeworthy moment in the whole film, please, is uh, Harley standing there and she, she's giving her exposition filled 
we gotta work together. Mm-hmm. Speech. Oh gosh. And yeah. and and Montoya literally goes, "Work with you, never." In that like cop voice. Yeah, yeah. And then one sentence later, "You son of a bitch, I'm in." Exactly. <laughs> I looked so over to Kevin. Me. I was like, "You son of a bitch, I'm in." And he, but that's the only time he laughed during. The- exactly. That's where I laughed because it's like, uh, "Fuck, man, you're right." It, it was just oh, it was so cringe. It was just like this. Th- this movie's fucking script and writing man it didn't do anything original it was not entertaining for me mm. I did not have a good time I had <laughs> I a straight time. up did not have a good time I did though. not have a good time <laughs> straight up not have a good time <laughs> but it, mm. I, I mean it was just a very mediocre movie dude again yeah. and, and, yeah, and I think that's that's the difference here that's where I'm at I think it's mediocre Right, but no, uh, no, no. I just called it that at, too, though. Where it's like, no, I mean, this is mediocre, this, so fuck this. Yeah, it just yeah. it sounded like from everything previous that you guys were like this is fucking god awful trash shit of the earth, and I was like, it's a mediocre film. I mean, I gave it a five point five. <laughs> I gave it a six. I gave it something more forgiving than him. Yeah, I gave it a five point five. That's above a five. That's, I mean, you know, I mean, a five point five. That's, like, like, that's not the lowest score I've ever given anything either. You know, that's not a fuck you. That's a <laughs> what were you doing with my time? You know, I'm disappointed yeah. in you is what yes. that is. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I would rather watch any other DC film other than, rather than this movie. And Oof. and yeah. I, I have put Man of Steel on to cure my insomnia before. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying this is not the film I'm going to sit down and go watch. Because, I mean, it, I didn't laugh. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, we talked off mic beforehand and I was like, you know, talking about uh, you know, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about this. We said mm-hmm. that on the ride up there. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm you know, I'm prepared to be the positive voice here. Yeah, no, that was <laughs> we that weren't. was fucking wrong. That was a fucking lie. But yeah. I went into it wanting, I went into it wanting to love it. And, no, same here. Dude. I, I went into thinking, oh, this is gonna be a hilarious, fun time, and I didn't laugh, Quentin. But we'll do. I will give it a a, a good nice plus. I was sitting there thinking right before she did the canary cry, I was like, if she doesn't do the fucking canary cry yeah, in this movie. I was movie, happy about that. We didn't talk about that. I'm going to lose was, my good. shit. And then when mm. she did it, it was fucking Dragon Ball Z level <laughs> yeah. And then And then I actually even liked the Harley skating through mm. it. You know, That was like the only time that I really liked the roller derby bullshit. Mm. No, I was about to say, the roller derby thing was bullshit. Yeah. First off, when did you get skates? And I don't care if you made a joke about it in the middle of your movie. That doesn't excuse the problem. Yeah, no, that that was also strange. Well, that goes well, with that cosplay a, set. And yeah, it all, yeah, yeah, It's all sold as one piece. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's that just makes me sad. I feel mm-hmm. insulted. Yeah. The whole scene with um, Huntress and her on the motorcycle was god awful. Because yeah. it's like they're getting away. And so Huntress decides to roll up and stop mm-hmm. and let you water ski behind her on the motorcycle. Right. Rather than just go after them and, you know, shoot them with her crossbow. And then she wrecks her motorcycle yeah, in order to, to launch you forward. Right. If, if that doesn't yeah. scream priority and this script was not written for you in the least fucking bit, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know what else does. So, yeah. hey, Huntress. Fuck you. Harley Quinn, where you at? Come on, get in front of the camera again. Let's stare at the audience awkwardly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. just, I didn't this... feel like Huntress had, a, other than the backstory, which mm-hmm. she's not in, you know, uh, well, not not this actress. I did not think that, I, I didn't think that they, at any point during the film, did the character justice. Yeah. I think they completely compromised the integrity of the character. You know what mm-hmm. else I'm starting to realize, guys? I might need to go watch Suicide Squad again, because I'm 
wondering if I also just don't like Margot Robbie. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe. I'm starting to feel like I'm, I'm getting diagnosed <laughs> with this, you know. But I can't self-diagnose. Yeah. I got to go watch the movie and, and, and kind of have an interpretation for myself. Like, oh, fuck, I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like really like her in anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we talk, yeah, but... Um, Wolf of Wall Street, nothing. She was she. It, that's the, her best movie to me. Is mm. Wolf of Wall Street. Well, Wolf of Wall Street is a great movie. So it is a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's her uh, best movie to me. Mm. Okay. This this new one she did with the n- shitty news anchors, Charlie's. What? Uh, what? Yeah, Charlie's. Oh, their oh, own. Blonde, and, uh, bombing blondes. Fuck no. A uh, blonde. Something. Yeah, I I probably don't have any plans. To Three that. blondes. Yeah, yeah. No, never. Me- Mexican Armada. <laughs> oh, drop, drop dead, bomb drop dead. What the fuck was it? I, I know what you're talking about, but uh huh. Yeah. If something that, that with thing. about three blondes and, and the, dropping the playing, bombs. Yeah, they're playing like the the real life news people. Right. Uh, right. I don't know. That anyways, didn't, that didn't yeah, that look did. like my type of movie. Either, no, it's, so. it's not. There you go. But uh, maybe we'll get a Gotham City Sirens movie with. Just Catwoman, Poison Ivy, and Barbara in it, and it won't have anybody. <laughs> it won't know Harley at all. But I, I'm not holding my breath for that one. Yeah, uh, and I, I'm assuming that this whole her being a producer was in her contract. Um, because I, 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 I can't imagine how else you get that as an actor for a movie that you're in, unless it's in your contract. But that, yeah. that is hardly ever a good thing like i mean, I mean not, not in an ensemble movie it's, it, it never works okay, okay. Mm. I, I was about to say in that case no I, I i wouldn't do that i mean another example i can think mm. of that's the pure opposite matthew mcconaughey and woody harrelson were both producers for a true detective mm. on on seasons one and three and that that was that was pretty dope you yeah know? yeah i mean they but, were invested in making the product good and mm-hmm. not just yeah spotlight stealing yeah yeah i mean matthew mcconaughey spent 90 percent of that show sitting at a table drinking beer yeah <laughs> and playing and, with and monologuing and right. yeah and it was great i it mean was it was so great was so good. amazing <laughs> i could watch a hundred more episodes of that oh yeah you know what the problem with humanity is humanity i don't remember that, <laughs> that was good that was a good impression thank, thank you thank you yeah. um the work fuck up it. russ yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that was a good impression of uh, woody harrelson's character I know, right? <laughs> But uh, this is my problem with DC, right? Is they refuse to earn it when it comes to the DC universe Mm. um, in live action. Is you know they did Batman versus Superman, and I've said this before: is Mm. that needs to be like the twentieth movie in your cinematic universe, Mm -hmm. not the second one. Yes, you know that you need a long, you need this long established history. I feel like of seeing who Clark is, seeing who Bruce is, seeing them work together, seeing their friendship, and then something causes that schism, and that way when they do fight, it, it has that gravity to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially what they did with Cap and Iron Man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or what Dark Knight Returns is, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I've said before that I feel like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Zack Snyder definitely missed all the points of that graphic novel mm. if he actually read it. Mm. Um, and, and it's the same way with this. Is You need, to me, I think you need to see Huntress as a serious Batman uh, antagonist, mm. or at least anti-hero, mm. and then you need to see her go into this group. Same thing with Vought Canary, same thing. I mean, well, I mean, 
I don't I don't know like any Birds of Prey fans walking into this movie thinking it's going to be about them when once again there's no Barbara. I right. mean, it's, I don't know how how serious as a Birds of Prey product they can I take mean, this. Their names on it. <laughs> right but if i mean that that'd be enough for me to be like oh it's a birds of prey movie i mean but if i'm a birds of prey fan i'm like cool i'll get to see back oh she's not in it so i mean but that's, that's also because you know yeah. better there you know where it's like mm-hmm. oh there could be also the light fan who who mm-hmm. knows birds of prey by name and maybe read a couple of things here and there but not extensively mm-hmm. and yeah. i i mean maybe if they it's got advertised as coke then why does it taste <laughs> like coke zero <laughs> Maybe they got a hold of the uh, what was the the canceled USA TV show from like the nineties or whatever. Oh, the Birds of Prey yeah. TV show. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, wow. That was more canonically correct than this movie. Wow. Um, here we yeah, are. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. Uh, yeah. So, what would you guys? I guess I'll ask you guys this, and then we'll wrap up. Uh, what Please. would you guys do for a sequel? Because they do plan on doing a sequel to this movie. Not do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, I will be a little more optimistic mm-hmm. than that. Um, I would definitely, and you know, I, I would like to see, so depending on when they do the sequel, maybe we can get this Batman movie out there and maybe they can establish a, a Barbara in that movie. Maybe we can get like an after credit scene of like, you know, her, like, uh, like Alfred making her a suit or something, you know, mm-hmm. and then see her introduced, take Montoya out put her in and then let's get some actual screen time and character growth on black canary uh same thing with huntress maybe you know put them somewhere else in some of these other movies that you're coming out with Mm -hmm. put them in the damn flashpoint movie you know use them there um canary can do just about anything yeah she can Mm -hmm. she can you know uh she could be in Shazam or something, you know, cameo if anything else. Oh, by the way, did anyone catch the 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 slight green arrow nod we got? Actually, I was just about to say that we yeah. didn't get one. So, what's the one that you caught? Because yeah, I, it, I it, it was it. Uh, it, it wasn't anything by name. It was it was only pure. It was the, just the lightest of things. It was when Harley was drunk, going on to to Black Canary about her uh, about her breakup, and uh, Harley said something along the lines of. Uh, and alluding to that, you know, you don't you don't know how bad breakups are. And then Canary says something alluded to, oh, yes, the fuck I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Poor Oliver. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, I, I was I also. I could have used a little bit more. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like they gave me a peanut butter jelly sandwich where the jelly was just like <laughs> one wisp on. You know, you, mm-hmm. you got to get some of that shit in there. But uh, yeah. and, I mean, and it's not like. I mean, Marvel doesn't have the rights to Namor, and they gave us more of a nod out of nowhere in Endgame. <laughs> I was like, you guys have right. the rights to all your fucking characters. Just, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, throw references out left and right, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because there was also, I mean, they mentioned Batman, but like, I was, maybe they'd explain why we don't see him. Because Ace Chemicals blew the fuck up. I don't know what Batman's up to that night, yeah. but that's pretty fucking important. <laughs> yeah. That takes priority. Yeah. Uh, I and mean, there's no reaction. Yeah, like as I, far as I, I, I don't, I don't need to see Batman or Joker in this movie. But I, I maybe feel like we do need some explanations as to why they're not here. Right. Like, where are they? Uh, is, you can even tell me Joker's locked up in Arkham. I would honestly be okay with if they're gonna if they're gonna do a sequel. Um, they'll probably never do this. 
But I would love to see a movie that that like primarily focuses on the Birds of Prey, including Harley, mm. and maybe Wait. they are actually trying to kill Joker, and he's the antagonist, and then Batman is also in it. And Batman is trying to apprehend Joker, but lot, like keep them from mm-hmm. killing him. That would be a good plot to me. You want to sort on Arkham? Yes, I do. Actually, yeah, that, that's what that's going <laughs> to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I wanted when Suicide Squad <laughs> yeah, first that's came what I said, out. The movie we should have got. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know which big head in DC decides what gets and what doesn't get to be made because there's got to be a voice there that isn't listening to the people. It's me, Kevin. It was me You're doing all a along. shit job. Hey, <laughs> I'm trying my best. It's not good. Give someone else the rain. It's, but it's the giant spider, man. I'm telling you. From the uh, from the I, I reference this all the time. The the uh, Superman lives. Oh, the, the giant mechanical. Oh, well, yeah. he made his appearance in Wild Wild West. Right, but I'm saying it's <laughs> that guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, is it really that same guy? Yeah, it's he still works at work. Still? Yeah. Oh shit! Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did not know I, that. I uh, forgot about that entirely. Yeah. That was a childhood memory blown open. Yeah. So but it's it's like guys. hopefully, um, hopefully, like some of these rumors are true, and they are doing the Justice League Dark Universe. Um, I mean that's better. With uh, I'm drawing a blank. J.J. Abrams heading it. Um, hopefully that does come to fruition. That would be phenomenal. My my number one requirement. Is that they fucking keep Matt Ryan's Constantine? He's great. Yeah, I was they, about they to say he's probably good. won't though. Which no, they probably won't. My they'll recast him. <laughs> I mean, again, I mean, it, it's not that hard to listen to the audience members and to kind of take in what they what what is generally like a good idea there. You know, where where I feel like we don't get that from the Warner Brothers studio, mm-hmm. and I, I again, I don't know what you attribute that to. I don't know if there's just like. Uh, a voice that says no I know better and I'm going to choose and he just decides or they decide I don't know whomever if they just decide to, to you know tune out the rest of those other voices kind of singing in a chorus no wait let's do this instead you know let's do that instead let's push this for I don't know that, that's just me kind of just sincerely venting about it because mm-hmm. there seems to be that problem in Warner Brothers Studios where they're not listening to the fans, to people like us who are just like, wait, this would be really cool. Oh, that's a really good idea, too. That wouldn't be the most impossible thing to pull off, you know, because we don't know how truly difficult it is just from our side of the tape. But am I am I alone in this assumption where it's like, wait a minute, who's not listening to us? No, I, I think yeah. it's um, I think there's a lack of vision. I think they're grasping. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. I think they're grasping at what's popular at that moment in time. And the problem with that is it takes two years to put a movie out. Mm-hmm. But you know what the problem with that is? That sings a song of they don't know. Right. If mm-hmm. they have to put their ear to the ground and think, oh, this is what I heard in this particular month, in this moment, let's make a movie about this, then you don't know. You need your own Kevin Feige in charge of this shit because whomever that is, they're shit. bad at it. Yeah, they're yeah. not good. Yeah. Love yeah, it or I hate know. it. Um, Sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, the the I, I always can make a Star Wars reference about anything. The prequels, <laughs> okay. love, love them or hate them, George Lucas had a vision. He had a beginning, a middle, and an end. Mm-hmm. And he told that story, and that story made sense. Seven, eight, and nine, no vision, no direction. Everybody just kind of did fuck all with whatever right. they want. No plan. No plan. 
And you see how that turned out. Mm-hmm. It was vastly, vastly worse. And it's the same thing here, I think, with... You know, yeah. they, they, they go, well, people really like Jason Momoa. Let's fucking cast him as Aquaman. And, and uh, it was a great choice. But now mm-hmm. they're like, oh, well, that made a billion dollars. So, fuck yeah, Aquaman, 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 Aquaman. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, the Superman shit ain't working, so let's just not use Superman. Yeah, uh, I mean, the fact that currently two-thirds of your trinity is on the is off the table is is atrocious. Right. Uh, I mean, thank goodness Wonder Woman is still holding down the fort. Uh, hopefully, 84 is, is a phenomenon. 84, for me, needs to be the best movie in the DCEU it, it needs to it, win it a soldier it needs to at this point because yeah, yeah. it, it's it's going to be the defibrillator that they need in this shit mm-hmm. dude um, I mean like, I think but, they, I think up until this movie they were on the upward trend I thought that Shazam was, was a nice step yeah. in the right direction even Aquaman had some fun moments Joker of yeah. course is Joker but, but again I'm yeah. going to bitch about this real quick yeah. another issue that they have is their casting because some of their choices are obtru- ob- like mm. obnoxious is the right word because it's like first off you chose Jesse fucking Eisenberg yeah. Over a possible Brian Cranston who sung the song of Hey, I'd love to do this, you know. Um also Christian Wig is still an interesting choice. I'm not gonna dog it yet because that that I haven't seen the yeah. product, so I have no idea how she's going to be as the villain for one woman eighty four. But they've uh, been very finicky, like as far as showing her in the trailers. Which worries yeah. me a little right. bit, frankly. Mm-hmm. But it's not time for that preview yet. I am excited that, that uh, movie, uh, me mm-hmm. too. I am excited that they're showing a lot of Pedro Pascal as Maxwell Lord. Yeah, super yeah. underrated actor, super underrated villain. Yeah. this is not that podcast though. I don't know yeah. if you can say Pedro Pascal is underrated now. Now, now, maybe not say, now. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe now he had on a helmet almost the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> they know who he is. Hopefully so. Hopefully. Yeah. the dedicated one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he he's in. The like second most popular TV show, mm-hmm. period, mm-hmm. right now. So, yeah, but uh, I I know I kind of went off on a tangent there, guys. And I kind of like took no. The I mean you you. Uh, I mean you get. I mean maybe we'll we'll make into a future episode like uh, uh, the the state of DCEU part two or something. That would uh, be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, seeing the way we know now, I guess we we'll probably have to wait till after their next big movie, which would be Wonder Woman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but as far as, as as this movie goes, like moving forward, um, this movie is what it is. Uh, it happened. Yeah, it happened. Uh, it, and, and I already gave you my answer for my expectations for a sequel, right? You said n- no. Yep, that's my answer. Okay, yeah, yeah. good, good. Just making sure. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I, I'm I'm a little bit more optimistic, or I guess <laughs> open minded. Uh, like for for a I future mean, sequel, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, hell, like I I'm actually anticipating Captain Marvel two, so that that goes that would show my level of optimism with these superhero movies. I mean, and I applaud you for <laughs> yes. that, and I wish I had and that. Um, unfortunately, it's, it's it's mostly uh made of string and hope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like your cell phone, but you only have ten cans <laughs> yeah. in the string, and it's like Quentin, buddy. Come on. <laughs> I'm more hopeful for both of those movies than I am that New Mutants will come out. <laughs> <laughs> now you, that's you know what? something. You know what? If, yeah. if, if New Mutants ends up being the best movie of the year, I want us all three to reconvene at the end of the year. We gotta, we gotta clap for that shit literally <laughs> at that point. Just in the theater, it's like, bravo. And I don't know where I lost my hope, guys. It, it happened somewhere probably, down the Probably road. in 2018 when it was supposed to come out. No, 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 not just for New Mutants. Oh, oh, I mean, okay. in general, when oh, it came okay. to like, oh, your first movie came out. Oh, it was mm-hmm. fucked up bad. Uh, I don't know where my hope died out on, on stuff like that, but somehow it mm-hmm. did. And, and hopefully I am wrong. 
Mm. You know, and these sequels of Catch Marvel Two or Birds of Prey, the Second Coming or whatever. Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yes. yeah. You know, stuff like that. Ho- hopefully, they will blow me out of the water because I would much, I I, I would greatly appreciate being wrong on those. I, I'm not going to try to therapize you, but I, sure, I feel sure, like sure. I feel like your trauma started with Ragnarok. Probably, <laughs> which is unfortunate because that was our third episode. Yeah, ever. like that's that's when the podcast started. That's when we started. <laughs> Because we did Thor, we did Hulk, we did Ragnarok, and the whole episode. You know, it, it was, was a it was, fun movie. It was funny because, like, for a uh, history lesson, homies, for our very first episode when we did Thor, we talked about the uh, the Ragnarok storyline some. I think uh, Walt Simonson did that one. Mm-hmm. And then uh, for the Hulk episode, which is our second episode, we talked a little bit about the Planet Hulk arc and how we're so excited about the incorporation of that. And then we got to our third podcast. And it nearly destroyed us. Maybe you're right, Caleb. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Dadgummit. That whole episode was so passive aggressive because it was just like... <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't know what to do. It was like... We didn't know, <laughs> we what, didn't to know what to do. We were just like, how, how do we... Oh, fuck. It was like Kevin Feige was sitting across from right. you guys smoking a cigarette with a gun. <laughs> just like... <laughs> This, and you guys are like, yeah, Ragnarok was. Oh, uh, it was really fun. We liked it. It was right. Yeah, yeah. And then when he finally left and took the gun with him, we were just like, okay, fuck this. Yeah, he's gone. And, and I wept. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, but no, I, I guess just really quick uh, for for a potential sequel. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do really love the idea of like an assault on Arkham style movie. That uh, I would accept. Yeah, hard. I uh, I was actually still kind of loosely. I I know we're not gonna get it for the Suicide Squad, but for some reason I'm way more f- hopeful with that movie than most DCEU products moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that James Gunn's gonna nail out the park with that one. But as as far as uh, Birds of Prey two goes, I, I would say this: um, you don't have to bring back Cassandra Kane. Like this 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 version of the character really doesn't move anything forward. And she won't serve a purpose. I will say this. Unfortunately, they, they set themselves up to where that's an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, in most general cases, they would want to do so. Uh, I guess not with Ian McGregor. But um, <laughs> one of the last lines that we hear in the movie is, and, uh, and, and the kid or Cassandra or whatever, eh, I kept her on as my apprentice. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried for what that sings for the future. But here we are. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not really stoked about that. Uh, yeah, obviously, like for a sequel, we we need Batgirl. I mean, there's just no way yeah. around it at this point. Uh, I mean, at I, that don't get me point, wrong. I would have regretted folded if we actually mm-hmm. get announcement that Batgirl is going to be in the movie. I, I would have hope, and I would yeah. have realized, oh, I folded too soon. I should have held onto the handle longer. Right. Yeah. And and I hope that I can't stress this enough that that my theory crafting. This is my theory crafting. I I, I can't stress enough that if you know if, if if this movie really did come down to margot robbie saying this is really what i want which fuck there's interviews out there then i, I don't really know what we can do for the future um all i can do is hope for a top tier stellar villain mm-hmm. i i doubt it'd be the joker um but i i don't know who who we'd get in that position um but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Mm. It's a tough one. Here we are. Talia, yeah. perhaps. Talia would be amazing, yeah. yeah. Especially when they keep with, like, you know, the all-women role. I also think that, uh, man, I really wish they didn't kill all... Like, I, I think also, you know, who would be, be fun? Uh, 
Like if uh, two people, one, the penguin, Um, they put the penguin in there and it can be maybe Harley who has loose associations with the birds. She knocks over penguin, steals some of his shit or whatever. Penguin in a fit of rage and sick of her shit, hires a mercenary, that mercenary being Deathstroke. And then the entire movie can be them, something similar to what we got here, which I kind of think the sequel is going to be anyway. But instead you have the fucking Terminator coming after them. I think if you have Deathstroke going up against them, like it gives more brevity to this movie. Mm-hmm. It, it gives uh, Joe M something to do. I can never pronounce the man's last name. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I just really want to fucking see Deathstroke kick some more ass. So. He can kill Montoya in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that he actually could. I mean, because she's another one who just really doesn't need to be. She doesn't need to be there, um, to be honest. But yeah, that's uh, that's kind of my my idle thoughts and hopes on this one, guys. We have anything else on this? Nah, man, I, I sung my song. I'm I'm good. I'm fit. I'm good. It was, it was yeah. a good song, gentlemen. Good, good song. Good shit, my life. All right, uh, you guys have uh, uh, any other concerns? Anything you want to get off your chest? Any confessions? I still didn't like the music. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me phrase. Anything we didn't know? Uh, any? <laughs> <laughs> it was a In that second case, no. Tuesday. <laughs> I believe it was in a February, not... Okay, you know what? Yeah, scratch that. Yeah, I, th- I think we're just going to wrap up here, guys. Yeah. Um, so for those of you who are listening, probably in a couple of hours, um, when you'll be hearing us talk about Harley Quinn some more on the uh, Harley Quinn uh, animated series. Yeah. Maybe, uh, episode 11, I believe, we'll be covering. Uh, so looking forward to that. So if you guys haven't got enough Harley yet, you're going to get some more tomorrow. And then probably you probably hear a, a, a little bit of... of uh, um, leftover Harley Quinn from this movie leaking over. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, but that is all for now, my friends. Uh, so if you guys have any other questions, comments, gifts, threats, food supplies, or suggestions for future DC movies, mm-hmm. hit us up at superherohomies at gmail.com or any of our social media outlets. We are always active and live. Hell yeah. And of course, guys, last but not least, you always know we always sing the song of the Patreon page. Feel free to hit it up. You can see a lot of cool shit that we have there for sure. A dollar gets you most things. Three dollars gets you everything. Okay, brother, thank you again for uh, accompanying us uh, on on this journey last minute. Always glad to Uh, be on. Yes, yes. This was was fantastic, I thought. Uh, Maybe more entertaining than a movie. I'll say so. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. but uh, that's all we got for now. So until next time, my name is Superhero Homie Q. As always, I am Superhero Homie Kevin. And as occasionally, I am Superhero Homie Caleb. 